Thomas Coffee Metal Podcast, episode 103. Greetings and welcome to the Commons Coffee Metal Podcast. I am your host, Don Cardenas, and I hope you've been having a fantastic week. So things have been, you know, super duper extremely busy here at uh, Comics Coffee Metal HQ. Um, and if you can't tell by now, I am having some sort of cold situation. Uh, thankfully, uh, no uh, second round of COVID so far, but it is definitely still kicking my ass. And on top of that, I am in a bit of a massive deadline crunch trying to get the inks for Spend the Night Issue 2 all wrapped up. And then getting commissions and all that done ready for C2E2, which is at the end of this month, which I will be at C2E2. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned this last episode, but yes, I will be there tabling with Mark Stegbauer, uh, inker and artist extraordinaire, right next to Steve Bryant, my co-creator of EV in the Helsings as well, uh, table S04. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be there. Uh, I'll be there definitely Friday and Saturday uh, of that. That's March 31st and April 1st. I don't know if I'll be there for the second, for the Sunday. Uh, we'll see. Um, it's a busy week for my family that week, so I might need to take that Sunday to just make sure, you know, the rest of life is taken care of before uh, before all that. But I will definitely be there Friday and Saturday, uh, and I'll be doing sketches, commissions, I'll have copies of Evie and the Hellsings and all the variants and sketch covers and stickers, and I'll have copies of Spend the Night Issue 1 signed by the writer Jackie Kong on top of you know, just regular copies that I have. Um, we'll have the premium copies from the, the first Kickstarter as opposed to the uh, the uh, more standard print copies that are now going to be arriving in comic shops at the end of this month. So, yeah. And on top of that, um, you know, I, I have to get a lot of commissions done, a lot of sketches done. So very, very busy here. So apologies for keeping everything really short with the recommendations this week. But, you know, I got I got to do the comics first, right? But... I do have some recommendations, so let's get right to them. All right, my music recommendation this week is the new album from the band Moira, entitled Omen. Uh, I'm new to Moira. I've just came across this album when I was looking up new music uh, last week or so, and I was very, very pleasantly surprised. Um, The album cover itself, it looks very much like some sort of like death power metal type cover, and it's not that far off. Um, iTunes lists, lists it as a death metal slash black metal type band, but I think they're more in like a melodic death or, 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 you know, there's a lot more melody to this than is standard in death metal and black metal. Um, there's a band that I, I a newer band that I really enjoy called Crypto, which is very much a, a, a death metal band. And this is kind of like them, but if they were melodic, more melodic death, lots of clean singing, lots of really good growls. Um, their vocalist is a woman and she does both really, really well. Um, along with the clean singing though, I think what kind of makes them stand out a little bit is her clean, her clean singing is not, um, it's not like the operatic type of tonality that you're kind of used to with, uh, these types of things like an arch enemy or anything like that. Um, it's very much just like a rock, kind of voice and, and it lends itself to different types of melodies being presented in these songs while these just crushing uh, uh riffs and grooves are happening behind uh, everything and it's, it's nice it's a nice uh variation of it all so um i definitely definitely really enjoyed this album 
They, uh, it's 12 tracks, 49 minutes, really, really great length. There's a ton of great songs on here. Um, and yeah, the, their influences are definitely thrashied, you know, kind of stuff, plenty of blast beats, plenty of super fast chugging, but there's a lot of groove, a lot of really, really great, like just vocal melodies happening here. And uh, the production is crisp and clean. It just sounds really, really good. It's a really great album to kind of uh, put in uh, contrast to some some more, you know, just all harsh vocal type of death metal kind of stuff you're going on because it still kept, captures that vibe. It's still plenty of that because the harsh vocals are really good as well. Um, but overall, yeah, it, it's a really, really cool um, variation smashing up with the genre. So definitely check this out if you're interested. Um, I like several albums, <laughs> songs of this album, of course, uh, but we'll go with... Uh, Google's Bloody Hands. So this is Bloody Hands from Omen by the band Moira. Check it out. My comic book recommendation this week is the first issue of Dead Romans from Image Comics, written by Fred Kennedy and illustrated by Nick Marinkovich. Uh, I was uh, pleasantly surprised uh, to uh, get a preview copy of this to check out from Fred. I've known Fred on Twitter for quite a bit, uh, known as Fe- at Fearless Fred on Twitter. Uh, he's a very funny guy, um, very cool guy, and I hope to have him on this show before too long. But um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised when he DM'd me. He's like, hey, check this out. And check it out, I did. And uh, he hoped I enjoyed it. And Fred, yes, yes, I very much enjoyed this book. This is really awesome. I love these type of sword and sandals type of things. And um, like Kieran Gillen and Ryan Kelly's Three, uh, quite a few years ago, like I was missing that kind of like type of story in my, uh, my comic read. But um, so I was really happy to get this. Uh, the the main thrust of Dead Romans is set on the backdrop of the war against Rome and Germania. Uh, we are following the leader of the Romans as he uh, his camp gets attacked, and the uh, woman who would be his queen gets stolen or missing is missing. That's necessarily stolen is missing, and they're trying to find her. But he also has to balance his duties as the leader of his army. And in a story like this. Um, where you can easily just get bogged down with the epicness of all the different politics and tribes and, and and all that. Fred did a great job of making that kind of the focus of the story, making that be the emotional core of it. So you have a lot more connection right away with the whole book itself. So uh, kudos to you, Fred. That was a fantastic move. Um, as far as the art, Nick Marinkovich's art is, in a word, just it is so, so awesome. Um, it's very much, Reminds me of like Brian Stealth when he's more painterly with a bit of that Bill Sienkiewicz just like kind of like uh, grit at times. And it's really, really fantastic stuff. Um, it fits the story perfectly. Um, with these type of books, you know, you can go a route like Brian Kelly and uh, Kieran Gillen did with, you know, Ryan's very lush, detailed 
artwork or you know this is something different this is uh nick kind of emphasizes shapes and lighting and uh you know the the mood more than details and things like that and i really appreciate that i think it really adds to the book it really makes it shine and feel like a different type of uh you know historical uh war epic um so yeah it's really really great stuff i don't know if uh, someone else colored it or i don't know who the letterer was i got the preview copy it wasn't they weren't they weren't credited in there so apologies to them i'm trying to do this all <laughs> really fast since i'm under such tight deadlines but i definitely wanted to talk about this book so i'll make sure they're all anyone who's involved is appropriately credited in the show notes and all that but yeah it, it it's a very fast-paced book but you know that just means you got to go back and look at all that gorgeous art again <laughs> as you kind of take it in a little bit more a little bit a little bit slower and uh it's just yeah it's just a really really fun um really fun take on well, i guess fun it's a really good take on this type of story this type of uh, comic and yeah I, I'm, I'm really excited to see where they go from here it's just going to be a six issue series and uh there's a lot of story i'm, I'm sure they're definitely going to tell in that six issues so i'm excited to see where it goes and yeah just great job guys fred nick you killed it um so yeah check it out dead romans from image comics it'll be out in a couple weeks uh go hit up your local comic shop or uh hit hit up fred on twitter at fearless fred and i'm sure he'll be happy to point you where you can uh uh get a previews code or whatever to get it all ordered up and i'll make sure i try to put that in the show notes as well and yeah definitely check it out All right, it is now time for my guest. I am very happy to have this guest on. Uh, we had a little bit of a, a delay getting on because, uh, uh, well, it's none of your business. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can just say it. I was super fucking sick. Yeah, and, uh, and, it, and if you can't tell, I'm, I'm nursing a cold right now, but me being a little extra nasally, no one's going to notice. Um, but it's <laughs> fine. We'll pull, through, we'll pull through because, you know, I really want to talk to this gentleman, especially since uh, uh, we'll be meeting in and uh, at the end of the month at c2e2 um if you're still going but uh first and foremost uh let me introduce you uh the very talented artist behind the hit indie uh comic book series crash and troy kyler klotfelter kyler thanks for coming on yeah thank you very much for having me uh once again sorry for being sick last week but i'm definitely feeling better tonight so i'm happy we're still doing this yeah yeah it it it, it obviously it happens you know I, I try not to stress it like i think this episode is actually a week like I, I think I missed a, I first forgot and I missed a week somewhere when I was planning things. So it was like already like an extra week between episodes, but it's fine. You. It happens. Um, we're all in deadline hell at this uh. point. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, before uh, before I ask the the uh, proper questions, like, are you be, are, will you be at C two E two? I think you mentioned so, you were going to be there. Yeah, as of right now, the game plan is to absolutely 110% be at C2E2. Um, the only reason I say the game plan right now is because I might potentially be getting a new job that requires me to fly out to Dallas on the Sunday of C2E2. Ah, okay. So if that does end up happening, I'm going to have to start looking at like what my options are. Or do I just mm-hmm. do Friday and Saturday? Do I dip out early mm-hmm. Sunday and fly out from O'Hare and make my wife drive the car back home to Detroit? I mean, it's just a whole... We have to figure that one out. But as of right yeah. now, C2E2 is 100% happening. Nice, nice. I, well, you know, um, if 
you know, the new job is a good thing for everybody involved. Uh, I hope it, I hope it happens. I hope you can make it work out. And I'd love to make sure we, uh, you know, at least get to shake hands or pop elbows, whatever we do now. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I'm down to do whatever people are comfortable with at the show. (laughs) In case anyone's listening, you want to come say hi, I am perfectly okay with whatever. I think think we're supposed to take off our masks and like rub them together and then switch masks. You know, I I think that's the new greeting. I think that's a new greeting. No, I, is I, it? I saw it on a TikTok somewhere. I'm pretty it sure it's a new greeting. sounds risky. Hmm. I don't that know. Sounds, that sounds sus. I don't know. Uh, I don't, what do I, I know? I have some alternative facts that might prove otherwise. Anyway. Oh my god. Are they from Joe Rogan? <laughs> uh, you know it, brother. Um, oh, man. <laughs> uh, you know, as much fun. as I try to... I, I bl- every time I get one of his stupid fucking videos in my feed for anything, I block it. I block the account. And yet somehow they think I still want to fucking see the shit. It's like, no, I don't. I don't even, I don't interact in any way other than blocking it. So Yeah, I've got it, no desire to ever see him. Like, you know... Yeah. See it. <laughs> anyway, let's let's talk about some great, good, yeah. fun stuff. So uh, yeah. let's get to it. Kyler, Comics Coffee Metal, what are you digging right now? All right, so we're going to start with comics. All right, and let's do it. I've got to go with Rogan Gambit because... I mean, second, I thought lot. you said Rogan. I thought you said Rogan's Gambit. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Rogan no, no. Gambit. Okay. Rogan Gambit. Uh, sorry. Sometimes I get excited and I talk very fast and I do not enunciate enough. <laughs> but uh, Rogan Gambit, when I read that first issue, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Carlos Gomez's work is absolutely perfect for these two. The entire team is just firing on all cylinders. It's fun. It's funny. It's cute. It's definitely going to have hints of romance in it. For Kyler William Clodfelder, there is nothing better than action adventure with a slice of romance at it. Nice. That nice. is that is like peak. So the fact that I get it with Rogue and Gambit, with one <laughs> of my current favorite artists on the book, I mean that's just that's just cake. Nice, nice. So you know, I am. I I think I'm a worthy fell doc worthy. Fairly well documented gambit, not liker. Um, <laughs> though Sorry I feel like I feel like table. me 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 joking about uh, not liking gambit has probably made it seem like I you know hate him more. It's just you know it's just kind of fun. I, I don't know for some reason I just like shitting on him. Everyone cause, cause, loves shitting on some characters. I mean, I got friends yeah. that love shitting on Cyclops. It's- I I used to shit on Cyclops all the time, but then. <laughs> But no, but but then like like towards like the the Utopia arcs earlier in the yeah, 2010s yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. where they just made him like a giant like dick. Yeah. But like but like you know if you're not a mutant you know fuck you get away from me like I don't care about you. Not necessarily like that, but like you know just like the whole like he, no I'm he in was, charge of mutants like all of yeah. you suck. Like I was I was made I was I you made me you trained me for this I'm gonna do mm-hmm. it. Yep, that's exactly like, what he like, did. And I'm like, all right, all right, psych. I see you. I see you. I mean, you're you're, you're still kind of you know milk toast and kind of lame, but you and know, then you kind of lost your I shit get... and then killed your surrogate father. But like, hey, you know what? But you know, what? I get it. Xavier suck. <laughs> like, he, he, you know, he's it's... manipulative as fuck. At the end of you the know, day, like he really is. Yeah, you know, and the worst thing from Cyclops that uh, I can attribute to Cyclops now is just the proliferation of the to me my. Uh, thing that people like to do now with every whatever reference they want to do oh <laughs> yeah butts. yeah yeah and that's just me being you know you know a, a shitty annoyed fan just because i see <laughs> I feel i feel like every like every month i see someone like oh they, they did this thing and it's like 
everyone's still doing this? Like this was like 15 years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, so I think that's, well, I don't know if I, okay, and right if here. you're listening to this, if anyone's by chance listeners and you've written that, I'm not knocking you directly. I'm just pointing out that how I just feel like I see it so much. It just, it's that thing you're rationally, ir- irrationally just like upset by for no reason whatsoever. It is no reason for me to be annoyed by that. I just am. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like me reading Aquaman books, constantly going over the, is he king? Is he not king? Is he a man of two worlds? Like, my God, guys, let's get something fresh and new in here, please. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Like, there, there's, and it, and it comes to a point where, at this point, you guys are just rehashing the same old wheel over and over again. And I understand that there's certain tropes that work. But from a consumer standpoint, that shit gets tired, it gets old, and I'm done spending money on it. Yeah. Like, current Spider-Man? You know, I've I've mostly given up on current superhero comics. I DC's don't think... getting me back. I'm not going to lie, man. With mm-hmm. what they're doing right now with the dawn of DC, it's been a lot of fun, and it seems like it's fresh and new. Okay. And that's what I'm here for. You know, I'm I'm hearing good... You know, I've obviously, I've heard good stuff about the whole uh, Hickman, X-Men uh, revamp and run and all that. Um, so That's I've been, been meaning, phenomenal. I've been meaning to check that out. I kind of like the... The kind of almost batshit premise of it all, the the whole you know regeneration thing, and oh, it's batshit, and but and it's like, fucking awesome. But you know, if if I think if any group of characters can weather uh weather and persevere and flourish in a batshit scenario, it's the X Men characters. One hundred percent, and I think that one of the coolest things about the you know Hoxpox was that you could tell Hickman was trying to set the X-Men up for a future of stories that would last the next 15 to 20 years with this premise and this setup. Yeah. It's not just some old, well, here's, they have their own place again. It's like, no, 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 they have their own country. They're part of the UN. Like, this is big shit. This doesn't go away. This is easily a defining, like, this is where the X-Men are for the next foreseeable future. And I really dig that because I think it's probably the best case scenario for where they always should have been. And, you know, the I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but the kind of semi rumor of him restarting the ultimate universe. Really? uh, Yeah, that's, that's what I've been hearing. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, if I'll jump in on that for sure. If, if he's going to be doing that, because uh, I'd I'd be very curious. Like I, I like the ultimate universe for a good while. Um, You know, even post, you know, the whole, you know, initial boom of it all. Because I wasn't reading comics when it first came out, but like I came in okay. back in the comics around the mid two thousands, so you know I was catching up on things and all that, and I liked a lot of the stuff they were doing. Um, but then they went into Ultimatum, and it got it just yeah. So I never really got super big into the Ultimate line, but that was because when I started reading comics in the nineties as a kid, it was already just there. It was like Spider Man, the X Men. It wasn't. I was a kid and I didn't have any money. My brother took me to the comic shop for the first time for watching Ford Ranger. And <laughs> when I went into the shop, it wasn't like, hey, I want to start at issue one and catch up. It was just, hey, here's the issues that are being sold right now. Pick one. Yeah. So I did. I picked the one that looked cool and I went home. Yeah. I read it. I fell in love and that was it. That, that's I just how we kept did it. Going right? after that. And that's why it drives me nuts about all these renumberings. It's just a cash grab and all it's doing is saturating the market, pissing everybody else off. And you know, we don't need it. Yeah. We survived in this industry for how many decades without doing this shit every two years? I'm sorry, but it's so old and it's so tiresome. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, you know, 
we were talking about before, you know, I'm, I got 11 years on you. I'm definitely of the generation that still looked forward to digging into the long boxes to find out that issue that they referenced in a, on a caption panel, you know, yes. <laughs> like, yes. seen in, you know, issue, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck, I got to find this issue now. You know, you see the little editor's note and you're like, oh, yeah. where's that one? I want to see what happened in that. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you know they still have those, but not as much as they used to. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately for me, you know, I was also start, I, I got into comics around the very early nineties. Okay. So most of the stuff I was into the back issues were like really expensive. That, yeah, that doesn't um, make sense. So, you know, I found my way to the quarter bins for, for all the extreme crossover books that went to the quarter bin, like two months after they came out mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So, Hell yeah. uh, but you know, the ultimate universe kind of reminded me of that. Just kind of like the whole list, you know, just something not, uh, not with a ton of history behind it. And I could just, but even though I wasn't jumping in at the beginning, it wasn't that difficult for me to catch up, you know? Yeah. And the nice thing was that the characters were all still themselves at their core. They never really changed that. So that was nice. And it definitely made it palatable for people that did want to get into the characters without having to go, well, shit, there is 700 issues. I was like, all right, well, this makes sense. Do this. Yeah, yeah. And even some of the changes they made to some of the characters was still, like, understandable. Like, you they know, I really like modern times and stuff. You know, yeah, I really liked what Mark Millar actually did with, you know, a lot of the X-Men stuff. Like, he made Wolverine just, like, a giant asshole, man. Like, and that was yeah. fine. You know, Wolverine's my favorite character of all time, always will be. Okay. But, like, you want to make a version of him, like, uh, being an asshole? Sure, I can deal with that. Like, it's not the same, you know? Yeah, it's not um, the same old stuff you're sick and tired of seeing. Yeah, you know, let him be a dick. Let him let Cyclops fall into a chasm. <laughs> See, <once laughs> just be kid. like, "Fuck you, Slim. I'm tired of you." Yeah, exactly. You know, let let, let him be that 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 jerk. You know, give let him Logan be Logan. Yep, exactly. Just let him be him, man. <laughs> it's um, not that hard. Yeah. So yeah, that that's that's kind of uh, where all that. But you know, I think the big, also the biggest pull for me from not reading any big superhero stuff a lot lately is just the fact that. I know so many awesome people who make awesome comics. That's like, I'm trying to keep up with all their stuff. (laughs) That is honestly another big one. I have found that I just prefer reading more indie books lately because I feel like the story and the heart is there in a way that the big two wants to make it feel like they have it. But with how much oversight, you know, has got to be happening in those editor bullpens and things of that nature. How much creativity is the team truly getting to have when it's a creator-owned book? It's unlimited. Yeah. And I'm not saying any slight against any big publisher because I haven't been fortunate enough to work there, but I've talked to people that have, so I have a little bit of an idea how it goes. And it's just the nature of the business. When you work creator-owned, you typically have far more freedom to do what you want on that book. And knowing that, passion comes through in the work. And when mm-hmm. you're passionate about what you're drawing, the book's going to look that much better. The work's going to stand out that much stronger. And it just reads that much better of a read. So for that reason alone, yeah, I've been enjoying reading indie stuff a lot more lately. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, it, it's definitely not to knock anyone who's doing work at, at a larger company because God, that no. is still... You're, you're faced with a whole different set of challenges than an independent creator is. Oh, 100%. Um, and it's not necessarily it's neat i think neither one is really easier no they've, because, they've each got their pros and cons yeah 
And it's kind of like that, that, you know, that saying where they say, you know, for a movie to be good, a thousand things had to go right, you know, or a million That's, things have to go right for, for, yeah. for every like good piece of media you see so mm-hmm. many things had to go right. Very true. And yeah. it, it's, it's at a smaller scale, same as comics, like, you know, for, you know, a big two comic to be good, there's so many things had to go right. So it, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely not a knock on them. And, um, no, and I don't. No. I didn't mean for it to come across like that. If it did. No, you did. You didn't. I'm just making. I'm just clarifying my own point because, uh, you know, I've just, I've gotten to, you know, I've gotten to the point to where, like, even like, you know, even with my own work, and all that, like, I'm, I'm not looking to do that. You know? Yeah. I don't see that as the, a point in my future. You know, one, I don't think I necessarily have a style they're interested in anyway, but, you know, in terms of like a goal or whatever, like maybe 10 years ago when I first got back in the drawing, yeah, sure. I want to, that, of course I want to do that. But now I'm like, no, I don't, I don't. It could be, I'm getting older. It could just be, I'm just, I don't feel like that, that, that that's going to give me the contentment that doing my own work is going to be doing. And I'm, I, I'm privileged to be in that position because, you know, I not do it. And I still have, yeah. I, still, I still have income, but you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's just like, uh, the, the glamor of it yes. is definitely, uh, lessened. And, uh, I think it was a good thing because then I can also appreciate the amount of like pushing and work people have to do to get really cool ideas in these kinds of big two comics, because you know, you had to work very hard to convince the people with the money to say, sure, let's do this crazy ass idea. You have. <laughs> 100%, 100%. So, you know, and, and, you know, looking at the, again, we'll bring it back to the Hickman thing. Like, you know, he's had such a strong voice with his own independent work. Like, obviously he had the, he had the cachet to do that, but what he's doing is such a crazy ass concept that like, it sounds like one of his books, but with X-Men. So it's like, yeah, that that's definitely going to interest me as opposed to like, oh, Apocalypse is back and we got to get, who's, who's he going to pick as the horseman? Yeah. You know, and which was cool 20 years ago. Age of exactly. Apocalypse. It's like, yeah, still don't get awesome. me wrong. hundred percent. Like, but that story's yeah. been done. We're good. Yeah. You know, it, it was done by, you know, legends and not that we don't have legends in our midst now, like, but let's see what they want to do. As opposed exactly. to like trying to do a remix of that. So, you know, and that's it. That really is it. That really is it. So, all right. Unless you have more comics to talk about, I think we've pretty much, uh, we've covered some good, <laughs> some good comic talk. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think comic wise, I'm, uh, I'm good. So let, let's, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll broach this one. Let's talk about some coffee. What kind of coffee? Are you a coffee guy? I, so, I'm trying to remember. Uh, humongous coffee guy, but okay, last year I, I had a bunch of health stuff pop up and yeah. caffeine and coffee are one of the first things that had to go. Oh, so okay. I have had to start learning how to survive and working without caffeine. And let me tell you, it sucks. Oh yeah. Uh, right. but before I finished drinking coffee, my coffee of choice was death. Nice. Well, because oh, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've, I've never had Death Wish coffee. Like I've, it's some I've strong never, shit. I've never. It's never really. There's a time where I was really interested in checking it out, and I'm like, okay, you know, I think I'm going to eventually try it. You know, it was before I was doing the podcast uh, and 
a lot and doing the uh, the coffee testing. Sometimes I do and all that. Mm-hmm. And I did a small library show in 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 my uh, in, in a neighboring suburb. And this guy comes up to me and he's got fucking a Death Witch shirt on. Death Witch. He's got uh, you know the denim vest with Death Witch Death Witch pa- oh, Death wow. Wish patches and like the hat. And I'm like, this guy worked right. for Death Wish. That's no. a little. No, but you know he loves <laughs> fucking Death Wish, and he was right just on. going. I, you know, I was talking to him, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, everybody knows when I when uh, I didn't get my coffee yet for the day, and blah blah blah." And like, yeah, I can tell. Like <laughs> this dude was like, looked like he's just gonna like jump out of his skin. Very nice guy, but he yeah. was like, I'm like, and and the whole time, like after he left and all that, I'm like, I don't think I can fucking touch Death Wish. <laughs> like, dude i don't think you could do this <laughs> i made the mistake of drinking <laughs> i drank two cups of it once and oh my heart was literally racing a couple hours later to the point that i was like do i have to go to the hospital Nah, i'll be all right and then i just that, went to yeah, bed yeah. a couple hours later and then i woke up and i was like all right we're never doing that again yeah that that that's also the thing like i like to drink coffee like most of the day all day you know so like you know if i can't have you know, if it's like, oh, one cup and you're good. I'm like, I'm not looking at it for that. I'm looking at it as, as something I can enjoy all day. Exactly. Um, I did try one of their cold coffees or whatever in the can or whatever. And okay. I haven't had that. That it, oh, uh, I took it one sip and, it's I, okay. and I, I took one sip. I spit it out and threw it in the trash. And I'm like, Oof. what the fuck is this? Um, I think if I recall correctly, I think it might've been one of like the energy coffee drinks or whatever. And I didn't realize it mm. uh, when I, when I bought it, it was on, I had like a coupon for it or whatever, uh, to my grocery store. And I'm like, Oh, I'll try it. Yeah. And the, I'm like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> just, sir. just not it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, that. I'm definitely, uh, you know, uh, listeners of the podcast. will know I'm a rootless guy, you know? Okay. Uh, um, they, they do great coffee. Um, I hear their decaf is really great. I don't know if you're allowed to have decaf coffee because it does have some <sighs> caffeine in it a little bit here, but or is so, it just like, is it just like just toying with your emotions at this point? If you try to do that, <laughs> honestly, I think that's kind of what it would be like for me. It'd be like, Oh, here, enjoy the nice flavor of coffee, but you don't get the energy or the pick me up. Fuck you. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, well, you know what? Take this away from it. me then. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't um, have the real thing, get out of here. You know, we, I, you know, when my, my wife was, uh, both times my wife was, uh, uh, pregnant we uh you know had to switch to decaf or she had to switch to decaf and i just did out of solidarity uh and also i you know respect um and you know we so we had to find some like you know decent decaf coffee to have here and there um mainly for the first time she was pregnant because the second time her doctor is like yeah you can have a cup of regular coffee it's fine and it was um (laughs) so so um and but yeah so we found some decent decaf coffees and you get you get used to it you know it's not too bad you don't you don't get too bummed out about the caffeine thing after a while of course i was also not strictly off caffeine so you know Mm. i'm sure you're not drinking sodas or anything like that so no so i really just drink like a lot of water Mm -hmm. uh powerade i mean it's not like it's the healthiest thing but it still gets some kind of like sugars and electrolytes into my system since there's so many other foods and things that i can't anymore getting proper okay. nutrition actually gets kind of difficult now oh okay that sucks yeah but yeah i mean for the most part i'm i've got a fair hang on it but it's yeah i've definitely had to cut down i mean i can't eat greasy food spicy food fried food Oof. fast food 
uh, gluten. I mean, it's it's a pretty restrictive diet at this point. Oh, that's rough, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, bright side, I wanted to lose weight for a long time, and now I have. <laughs> yeah. So I, silver I, I, linings, I, I, I guess. I feel I better. Mean, yeah. But at what cost? No, at cost. Uh, the cost. <laughs> the cost is pizza, bro, and it sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm I'm currently uh, really kind of watching what I'm eating just in general. Because again, yeah. it, you get older, and it, it's it's metabolism harder. starts moving a little slower. <laughs> it's 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 it, it, it's uh your old tricks don't work anymore. You know? <laughs> That's fair. You know? Yeah, I, I you know I don't I don't have the time to go run five six miles a day God. four times a week you know i i, I can't do that no. anymore Mm-mm. that's that's <laughs> so, a young single man's game yeah that, that, that's you know that's me and my wife like yeah we'll go to the gym after work and then we'll go out blah, blah, blah. it's like no it's like no that, that we're we might get do that hour. a little something but not much <laughs> yeah so yeah but you know it's you know i've also had my gallbladder removed a few years ago and oh, shit. since then um, cause my weight was, you know, I've been fighting the same 20 pounds my entire adult life, okay. um, up and down, up and down. And, you know, naturally your gallbladder is like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> I'm yeah. making all this, I'm making all this bile to take care of the shit you're eating. And then you stop eating all this shit. So it just sits here and calcifies. And now it's, now it's compacted and you need surgery. Um, so, so that's what, if, if anyone's listening and they're up and down on the weight a lot, be careful because that shit will happen. <laughs> Your body tries to adapt, and then when it doesn't, it, uh, you get you get gallstones. And then, uh, apparently, according to my doctor, uh, telling my wife, it was packed. Like he was shocked that I wasn't like, like I, I had like zero like, um, real indications that something was wrong. Okay. Like one one day, I got like really cold all of a sudden, kind kind of shivery, but I was also like just after a run, and I was like stripped down or whatever. And I'm like, oh man, I just got a little bit of chills and then like two weeks later or something like that like my st- i felt like i had heartburn for like a couple of days straight i'm like this mm-hmm. doesn't seem right so then i went to the doctor and yeah apparently it was my gallstones but apparently i should have been like laid up and stuff like that with i'm like no nah, i guess i lucked out like it didn't really damn that's awesome thing. dude though i mean that's you got you got blessed yeah. you got lucky that's great and, though and the, the downside is though now anything that's really uh spicy like instant heartburn, like yeah. e- even just like making tacos, like so you know I have to I have to make sure I uh you know take my uh my 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 old man acid reduction pills. <laughs> I miss spicy <laughs> food so much. Uh, yeah, I it, was I was the kind of guy who could literally go into like the hot ones challenge and complete yeah. it. Well, when I did I did that pocky chip thing last year, and God, oh, I've I'm, never been brave enough to attempt that one though. I've. I'm not sitting here like I'm not the topic. I'm not. I'm not someone who like wants the intense heat. I can handle up to a certain point, but mm-hmm. I mainly like spicy food that is tastes good. Yeah, you know, if you got some sweetness or whatever, or smokiness or whatever, like I like that combined with the spiciness. This was just pure heat, and mm. the taste of the chip was so god awful. That that was the worst part for me. Like the pain from the heat. Yeah, that sucked. But like the taste is what what made me feel like queasy at points. And yeah, I'm like, there's nothing pleasant to it. Then it's not even worth like the fun of attempting it. Yeah, because I had I had the pocky like they had there was it the ghost pepper, 
um, just regular nacho chips or whatever. Like I had like a whole bag of those like the year before. I'm like, these are really tasty. Like these are really mm. good. So I'm thinking like, okay, maybe the package, like maybe they'll try to do something with it. No, it just tasted just like, yeah. Just the, and I was burping it up for a good day after. And I'm like, this oh, taste shit. is just so disgusting. Like it's that's just dark. like, that's the only way I won't reason. I won't recommend it. Like the heat, like that kind of goes away pretty fast. The taste is what just makes it no thank you. And my buddy Rusty, who did it with me, he did, he's done them like pretty much every year. He's like, yeah, that's definitely like the worst tasting one. Of course, he, you know, he's he's a madman. He like uh, ate it. And do you know Rusty uh, Rusty Shackles on the Twitters? I cannot say that I do. He does a lot of awesome like video game uh, art stuff. Um, oh, okay. like the like his style's a very like cartoonish anime, not anime, but cartoonish like style um but he does like uh retro box cover arts and stuff like that and, uh for some stuff and all that um but yeah check him out cool. rusty shackles okay. um he's, he's got some really awesome stuff but yeah he's he's just a madman he like he we did a live stream of it and he like took the chip and he's like zero reaction to it he's like yeah that's all right <laughs> like, wow that's like you're fucking nuts man um good for you <laughs> <laughs> uh but no that's that thing you know, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about the 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 food troubles but at least you know at least you figured it out and you can navigate uh a healthier life and you'll be here for longer yeah and that's the thing Mm -hmm. is that i almost wasn't the doctors told me Mm -hmm. i was two hours away from having a heart attack at 29 years old so i was like all right we are gonna change things what do i gotta do doc and then uh yeah it's a whole lot of stuff so it's been a pretty rough last year (laughs) i definitely feel you on that yeah it's well i'm i'm glad that i'm glad you got there two hours where you had to <laughs> yeah that's yeah that, that that's pretty intense man and that's i couldn't uh, believe it when he told me that i was kind of one of those moments where you genuinely just sit there in the bed and after the doctors walk out you go holy shit yeah I'm 29 and i was hours away from a heart attack there's a problem here. yeah um i have four older brothers and my oldest brother he's he's in his um upper 50s and all that but uh he uh was it two, about two years ago he just felt something wrong in his chest or whatever and he's like and he lives off of like a panhandle in florida or whatever and okay. he's like he's like you know what i'm i'm just gonna drive to the hospital i'm not gonna call an ambulance they're gonna take too long to get here or whatever i'm just gonna go and he drove there and his doc and then he got in he had an aortic tear oh my god and his doctor said if you call an ambulance you'd be dead like you got here because you drove yourself that time saved your life wow and it was just like one of those things where it's like, Jesus, man, like you never realize how close it is. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh God, you know, so that that's always got me in the back of my head. Like, you know, especially now with kids and stuff, it's like, you can't, I, you can't fuck around with your health, man. Like you gotta, you gotta do stuff. That's, that's really it. So, I mean, I've definitely started taking it way more seriously over the last year. Cause I mean, I've had to, my wife and I, you know, we've, we've had one miscarriage, but we're trying mm-hmm. again, hopefully at some point in the future. And, we're both like we we need to be healthy to do this properly this time. I mean, and there's, if we're gonna raise a family, we know what kind of energy level kids and babies have, and it's like, oh yeah, whoa, we gotta be not like fit, but we gotta be healthier to deal with this. Yeah, um, you know, uh, if I could say anything uh, about that, you know, I, you know, my wife and I definitely had our ups and downs with the the, the health thing in the past few years with our kids. Um, but yeah, when you're healthier and you're at least staying active and you're and you're at a, a good healthy weight you're eating good foods and you're 
it's like a night and day difference in terms of like interactions with your kids and like how much, especially when the summer comes around and stuff like that. Oh, I can so only it's like, imagine. So like usually like whenever we, we you know, we, we straighten our, our ships out and we get everything together, it's just like a lot easier to manage, um, especially since my son is now three and he is just, he is a, a three-year-old. He is a three-year-old boy, and he is, <laughs> oh boy, my daughter is six, and she is, she, and she's, she's kind of a crapshoot, you know, like, some days, she'll be cool just to hang out, lay around, you know, uh, read books, or, you know, play games, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then other days, it's like, boom, I need to be jumping, and running, and doing all these things for hours, gotcha. so, um, so you gotta keep up with yeah and it's it's tiring i remember when i was mm -hmm. i mean i wasn't an adult at the time but my dad had more children after my brother and i had already been halfway through childhood so i remember what it was like helping to raise my two little brothers and that those age groups that is energy it's it it is and it's it's great too because you know it's and it's nice that he's getting a little bit bigger so the two of them can like crash into each other a whole bunch and, and, and chase each other around. So, you know, they kind of take care of themselves a little bit in that, in that aspect, but it's definitely, um, yeah, you definitely want to keep your health about you and, you know, you're kind of being forced to, but you know, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, it, 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 that was the nice thing. It was a silver lining. Cause for years yeah. I'd struggled. I went to the gym and I would change my diet and I'd eat better, but eventually I'd fall back into the same old patterns and habits. And then this one was mm-hmm. like, Hey, enough yeah so i was like all right time to time to buckle down and be serious about this otherwise i'm gonna die yeah yeah it's yeah it, it's it's good that it's good that you got that now because you know yeah. by, by the time you get to you know to my old ass age you know hopefully it'll be just all second nature to you <laughs> <laughs> And you just be like, yes, this is what it is. You know? <laughs> but for all that long, drawn-out explanation, that is why I no longer drink coffee. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that's where we started, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my ADD runs crazy sometimes. Uh, I mean, you know, we're 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 sailing in the same boat, my friend. Um, <laughs> Good to know. And that, that and actually, you know that that is part parcel of like why uh, the uh, the food thing comes up a lot with us folk. You know, we yeah. get that, we get that, we get that, uh, that dopamine hit from the thing. <laughs> that is absolutely. Uh, so, you know, managing that is always seemingly more difficult. <laughs> than we care for it to be. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I've come across in my learning about this and, and trying to figure myself out and all that. There's like the two camps where it's like they're the, the ADHD, ADHD people who don't eat because they, because they forget. And as the mm-hmm. ones who use that as the crutch eating Ah, as a crutch and it's like okay um you know it's it's you know also you know you can you know if you've met one neurodiverse person you've met one neurodiverse person everyone's different everyone does things a little bit differently um there's no cut and dry thing it's just you know figuring it all out but yeah that's just kind of the thing i'm like i'm like once i kind of realized i was like oh yeah i do do that it's not gonna (laughs) it's not you know this 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 is well, at least I know I'm like actively working against myself as opposed to like, you know, blaming, oh, I'm stressed out, you know? Yeah. And you're just like, well, <laughs> like, I know no, what it is. I know what it is. Uh, thankfully, I've been so busy the past uh, couple of months that it's been a lot easier to just ignore uh, mindless snacking and stuff because it's been getting so down, you know, 
bogged down with uh, making comics and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, here we are. I mean, busy for that's a good fun thing though, at least. So yeah, I mean, you know, busy's for the, you know for the most part. Do you know bu- better than not? I guess. Anyway, yeah. enough about <laughs> that. Um, let's talk about something really, really fun. Let's talk about some fucking metal. Fucking um, metal, God! Where do you want to start? You know, I I, mean, first off, I you know, I listen to a lot of different kinds of metal, a lot of different kinds of music. Okay, and a lot of us do. A lot of us listen to a whole wide variety of music these days because oh, yeah. we have access to everything. And you know, uh, the whole guilty pleasure thing has kind of gone by the wayside. Yeah, um, people just enjoy what they enjoy. But you know, when it comes to metal and all that, like I don't, you know, I don't uh, have much interactions with people. Uh, who like the more hard rocky side of metal? That's where I live, and that's yeah. And 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 knowing you, and <laughs> you know, also you know, uh, I doubt they're listening. But Danny, uh, you, you know, our our, our mutual sleep token appreciation society, yes, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, that's been developing. Uh, it's been it's been really nice because you know, I could you know. I don't, there's, there's a lot of circles that I've, I've, uh, socially been around online or whatever that, you know, where you talk about metal or whatever, but if someone brings up like fucking breaking Benjamin or something, you're like hissed out of the group. Um, <gasps> what? and it's like, how you know, dare they, whoever hisses and, deserves to be slapped. And then, and then there's, you know, there's the people who are like mostly cool about it, but, but there's that kind of thing where it's like, that's not metal. That's, that's rock or whatever. And it's like. Like, okay, there's so many fine, subgenres to metal though there's metalcore there's i'm, I'm like i'm like ah oh, there's so many there there are so many it, it, it is you got your glam bands you've got your yeah. thrash i mean God. you got you not only have metalcore and you got death chords and you got symphonic yeah. death core and then you got symphonic death slash metalcore then and you then got there's symph- just hardcore i mean yeah and it's just like all right it's like you know there's, there's sad boy core <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was going to get up to. That's the exact term I was going to bring up to you. <laughs> sad boy core. I think we both really enjoy the sad boy core, which I, which I, that's where I put Breaking Benjamin and Sleep Token and and stuff like you know Ten Years and stuff like that. Like, oh fuck yeah, Archers! If you've they, never heard of them, what was that? I said if you've never heard of Archers, add them yes, to Archers. that list. Sad boy core, like they sad have a place. Core. They have a place on the shelf, you know, for, yes, in, in my metal genre. So where it's like, yes, please be melancholy as fuck, but also give me some really great riffs. Like, like yeah, <laughs> just let that bass. Let me hear that double yeah. kick pedal start fucking shredding. I don't care that your lyrics are talking about how sad everything is. Just let me hear it rip. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's just like, oh. I mean, the sad lyrics are going to make me cry, but at least I'm going to have yeah. a good time while I'm doing it. Yeah, make me feel things, but also, you know, make my head bob. Like, you know? <laughs> that's exactly it my <laughs> brother sent me a song yesterday that did that one and i was like oh you fucker uh what was that what was that you got you got to share you got to share with the class uh, all right all right um it was specifically one more day by we came as romans because i okay. was having a bad day yesterday and my brother uh, saw it and wanted to reach out because i have a very hard time of telling people when i need help because i like what my therapist calls is a Superman complex that I'm always trying to help everybody else and putting their needs before my own to the detriment of my own health. Yes. So I try not to bother other people with shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he caught that one and was like, nah, you need to, you need to talk, bro. So there that song go. hit. Good. 
good, good, good. I'm glad I'm glad you got your bro to, to yeah. look out for you and that. Um, what's it like having a brother you like? I don't. Know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm mostly, I am mostly not kidding, but that's fine. No, but um, yeah, sad boy. Uh, I've got a, is, I've it's, got a bunch of brothers, but oh man, <laughs> I got I got four older brothers, and um, I don't talk. To them. I'm <laughs> I haven't I haven't spoken to them uh to my closest brother in years, and I think he's pretty much cut off our whole family for what reasons we have no idea. Um, for yeah, what it's worth, it, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I love my fam. I will always love my brothers. I will always love my family. I don't necessarily like them anyway. Um, yep. hey, we're was, very different get, people. You can't choose <laughs> we're, blood. We're very different people. Um, my brothers are. Um, anytime I I feel like really um, negative and like shitty and just kind of want to be an asshole about things, um, I know it comes from from that place of mm. of of that's what I got from from my yeah. that side. Okay, and I don't like it. I don't like that's it at all. Understandable. Yeah. So you know, it, I'm just I'm like, yeah, I love you guys, but you don't that. need to be friends. It's fine. Yeah, that's hey, <laughs> it's fine. That's fair. I, I wish you would call mom more, but you know, yeah, so it's, uh, so it's kind of one just, of those like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, damn it. So you know, if we keep talking about things that I'm gonna sorry, sad boy core. We, we were on yeah. sad boy core. <laughs> sad boy core. Let's talk. Because uh, that was kind of one of the, some of the first, like, when when I started listening to metal, it was like Metallica. Like, in the early, mid-90s, like, I got into Load and Reload, which is sad boy core era Metallica. We'll call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, pro- that's probably, like, the one of the pillars of sad boy core is, like, the Load Reload albums, I think. Because um, I think the what they did there started developing into these other bands that really kind of, like, shaped that, that, that kind of... Uh, idea for sure i think when you look at what metallica did for the genre of metal as a whole it's insane and i mean there was a lot of other bands but metallica was probably the band that shifted the tone of metal yeah 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 i i mentioned this on on a previous episode like metallica was you know it's funny about metallica because they are undoubtedly the biggest metal band ever was ever will be um it's literally in their name (laughs) But they're also, they were also never the most metal band. They no. were never the most metal band, which is the, which I think is what kind of grinds people's gears about the fact that they are so big and they are kind of seen as the ambassadors to metal when they were never the most metal band. Which, I think they were just know, the most marketable metal band. Yeah, they, they, they were not like, everyone's like, oh, if Cliff never died. I'm like, what are you talking about? Cliff through like, like if you listen to the solo Cliff's bass solo in Orion, there's a part there that he lifted from the fucking solo to Hotel California. You telling me he's not <laughs> going to be like cool with them doing more like melodic, friendly, yeah. like catchier stuff? Get the fuck out of here! Like yeah, you know, no. yeah, any like, true artist is going to be okay with you know people continuing on afterwards out of the love of the craft. Yeah. You know, and and you know, I I not um, to get it off of Metallica because I'll end up just talking about Metallica the whole fucking time. <laughs> Fair. Um, but you know, the, you know, I kind of started there, and then eventually I kind of drifted more into the hard rock kind of stuff because I never really got into like the the death, the, the guttural vocals, and things like that. And yeah. I think once new metal hit, combining like 
the the tunings and mm-hmm. the aggression of new metal with like the kind of the sad boy of like yes. the the pensive croony metallica stuff and all the stuff that was happening around that time um when you when you put those into the melting pot you know that's mm-hmm. when you get breaking benjamin that's you know that's only for my valentine yeah and yeah all that, those guys that that's started when you got really... guys you know screaming screaming their lungs out um but they're not trying to do the guttural death metal voice they're just screaming yeah and, it's still melodic in some parts yeah. of the songs and other parts it just turns up it turns then, up quick yeah and, and you but you also have these big fat drop tuned riffs that are, that oh, are yeah. going on behind it that you normally wouldn't be getting uh, you know, with the more melodic parts of everything. So that kind of really, you know, piqued my interest. Like I, you know, and I, I keep bringing, 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 bringing up Breaking Benjamin, but like Chevelle, another yes. one. Oh, Chevelle's so um, fucking good. When, you know, when they came out, they really kind of like, you know, pushed that, that aspect as well, you know, and you, you can't, that that 2004 to 2009 era of rock music was really when I think a lot of bands were starting to go, all right, how far can we push this? Yeah. How far can we like start? Like they were all sounding samey, but then they also all started to try and get their own sounds. And like, if you listen to modern day bullet to modern day breaking, they're completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to give credit where credit's due. I think the whole, you know, the, um, uh, why am I spacing on the word? The dynamic of the the loud soft, obviously that was really hammered home with Nirvana and all that, and that a lot of that comes mm-hmm. from there too as well. Oh yeah, uh, to give them their credit for sure. But like, just you know, really getting into bands like that, and again, like you know, ten years with another band that kind of came out in that mid that mid two thousands area and era. It's a and good it's one. Like you know, even taking aspects of like Soundgarden and stuff like that. Like no one was as um, kind of trippy as Soundgarden would kind of get. Um, yeah, but they took a lot of the mood, like a That's lot of fair. like just like the the just the um, yeah, just like the the mood or like the vibe of like some of the stuff mm-hmm. because uh, you know uh, and just you, you put that all together and it's, you know looking back on it, you know, twenty years on or whatever, I can kind of say like, oh wow, I'm seeing all these things influences form and form this this thing, and then you know, a band like Sleep Token comes along and like takes the modern metal scene by and, storm. And and but they take everything from the modern metal scene and like dump it into that sad boy stew and you're just like mm-hmm. fuck this works. Like, but the crazy is thing is that like somehow they're turning that sad boy stew up to eleven. Yeah. And it's I mean, I don't know if I'm sure you have heard Aqua Regia by now, but like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's not even a super hard song or super like heavy, fast paced tempo, but it's so fucking good. They, they know, they know how to write a tune, man. They, they, they just, oh. and you know, the initially I was like the whole, like, oh, the whole, the, the quote unquote gimmick behind it, like the whole, we're all masked and blah, blah, blah. I love it. I love you know, it. I was kind of like the, the anonymity. I was like, is this ghost again? Word is. is this ghost again? Yeah, my buddy you know, gave me shit then, for it because he's a big ghost fan. Um, but no, because I, I like I them more it. than I like them more than Ghost because I think Same. well, Ghost has the potential to be. Ghost had a lot of potential to be a really awesome fucking man, but like they kept sticking with the whole Satanist shtick. 
Yeah. And that was diminishing returns to me. Like, I'm not, I don't care either way. Like if that's, you know, do yeah. thing or not. But for me, it's like, like, all right, yeah, I get it. That's, that's, that's a very down. specific yeah. niche market yeah, you're it's aiming like, for at that point. It is. It's like, and they tried to branch out here and there. Like, you know, um, there's a few songs after the latest album that are pretty good, but it's like, you, you, but you, I mean, also, they, you got people you, that listen to Rage Against the Machine and don't ever listen to the actual lyrics. So, true, true. Uh, <laughs> look at look at any uh, GOP politician under the age of fifty. Um, yeah, <laughs> just uh, being made to look yeah. foolish. Yeah, it's just yeah. But you know, I, I, I'm to, to bring it back to the beginning. I'm glad I've had I've I've uh, found a fellow sad boy core lover. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I would say that Archers is probably my go-to sad boy band. Okay. Yeah, something about those guys. They just they know how to make you feel sad when you listen to a song. But like I said, just still keep that tempo really, really going. And I'm trying to think about what my favorite song from them would be. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've listened to enough of them to have a favorite song. I'm actually really terrible at at remembering song names because That's I'll just same. I'll just let I'll let things play and I'm like, wait, which one was that? Like, <laughs> I have to like I have to like keep skipping tracks to figure out which uh, which one was the one I liked. I got you. Um, um, but uh, have have you listened to? Um, well, let me ask you. You know, you mentioned like you know getting back into actually you know that what's what's on your uh, what's on your playlist? My playlist. Yeah, when you like that. music right now. Yeah. Uh, let's when you're see. hitting the gym, what's what's getting you pumped up? Oh, geez. Uh, probably. All right. You know what? I've actually got my Spotify open. Let me go to that playlist. Uh, I'm probably listening to a lot of Our Last Night, a lot of um, Currents, uh, Dead rabbits, fam on fire, ice nine kills. I mean, I'm I'm going heavy okay. if I'm in the gym. May may I suggest? Um, you may, yeah, I'm probably familiar with them already, but Wage War. Ah, Wage War, love them. Uh, that, I have not listened to all of their stuff though, so I should take a deeper dive on them. Their latest album, Manic. Okay, has like that and Bear, the latest Beartooth album. Beartooth they have fucking a, sick. They have a bunch of like. Like the song "Manic," um, "Relapse" from Rage War, uh, latest one. Uh, what else? Uh, Ooh, uh, basically, basically like half the albums on my on my playlist at, at, at the gym right now. And um, it's definitely it, it hit a lot harder than I expected it to because I was just checking it out to check out some new music, and I just yeah. you know tossed it on at the gym one day, and I'm like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right okay. then. So yeah, yeah I'll, I, ha- I'll have to give yeah. that a look. Yeah, definitely, definitely check that out. Um, you mentioned uh, uh, some some sad stuff in the in the playlist here. What's like? What's the what's the biggest disparity between songs in your playlist? Like, what's like the most like aggressive one? What's like the most chill one? Because do you oh. have like hills and valleys like that, or is it all like pumped so up all the time? This specific playlist is literally just straight shred twenty four seven. Okay, but 
my other playlists. So like typically if I'm just like drawing in the studio or in the car or something, I'm just going to be having my light song playlist from Spotify just on mm-hmm. shuffle. And that could go from, you know, concerning yeah. hobbits from Howard Shore all the <laughs> way to, uh, got a fire. Okay. I mean, there's, or see a fire by wise man's fear, which is one of the hardest ones I've heard in a minute. Nice, nice, nice. Wise man's fear. If you're not familiar, cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm always curious to see people uh, hear people's workout playlists because I've always, for some reason, for mine, I've always had like it's like unexpected uh, songs in my playlist just because for some reason they they just do it for for me when I'm working out, and it's just like really kind of uh, interesting when I see when I hear other people who do or do not have like you know. So I do have like a, I do have a very specific song. Like if I need to get out like that last Mm -hmm. set and I'm struggling, my arms are getting weak. I'm turning on torn into by breaking Benjamin. Nice. Nice. And I'm just going to tear myself in two to get the set done. (laughs) Nice. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. I was good. I was going to ask you that question next. Like what's, is is there a go to, is there a go to like, all right, I'm skipping right to this one. We got to get this done. (laughs) What's yours? Uh, um, I think I shared it. I think I shared it with you, but like lately now when I'm, uh, on the bench and I have to like do the last set where I'm, you know, putting you know, the most weight I'll put on there. Uh, and I just, I go to that song by orbit culture. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, uh, what was the name of the song? The name of the song? See, I, I've listened to the song 50,000 times already. I forget the name of the damn song. I'm so um, bad about it too. I remember bands, but if you tell me song names, I'm like, uh, I know I've listened to it. Like it's the one that goes like this. And then I don't know. Um, but it's, yeah, I can look at my list, my playlist right now. Um, damn it. Master of the world. There's a, okay. like, like the end riff on that, like the last minute of that, it, it's just such a simple riff. What two notes with the whammy pedal. And it is just, it's the, it still does the thing where it tickles the back of my brain where I'm like, fuck yeah, like, let's go, let's go. Um, definitely do that. Um, but you know, I'm looking at my lifting playlist now cause now I have a lift one. And one for the treadmill. <laughs> um, but oh, no, yeah. like I'm looking at it, like half of the, uh, wage war albums on here. Um, some, okay. some bear tooth. Um, I got some coheed and Cambria on there now. I'm a oh, recent convert yeah. to them. Hell yeah. Um, for some reason, this, um, the song shoulders is just, it's just got such a great groove to it. I don't know. Um, okay. I definitely, I think of, course I've got, of course I've got some Gojira on there. Um, Ooh. do you listen to spirit box at all? Spirit box. Yes. So it's actually okay. really funny. My brother Sterling. So if you hear me refer to my brother, there's a good chance of how they're going to be my younger brother Sterling. Who's only a year and a half younger than me or my older brother, Sean. Okay. And they're the ones who actually got me into rock music when we were kids playing like fighting games and shit. We would just jam heavy rock while we beat the hell out of each other in Mortal Kombat. And <laughs> over the years, our music tastes all changed. I stayed in the heavy rock scene, whereas my brother got into like house music and stuff. But in the past year or two, he's been getting back into rock. And right. the other day, he sent me a Spirit Box song, and I was, dude, the grin that went from ear to ear when he <laughs> sent me Spirit Box. I'm like, what do you know about Spirit Box? I was so happy. I was so proud. Oh, made my oh, day. Nice. You got you got to get him on some electric cowboy now, dude. Oh, oh my god! I can't believe somebody just fucking referenced electric cowboy to me. We got the moves, baby. We got the moves. Got, got the moves. Pump it. Uh, 
Hypa, oh Hypa. God. Hypa Hypa was the first song I heard by them, and I was fucking hooked. That was it. That was back when they had their previous name, which I am very glad they changed. Well, yeah, and I'm and I give them credit for how they went about changing it. Absolutely, like they, they, they brought. They took, they, yeah, yeah. Um, for people who don't know, they had a previous name, which was uh, which even unknown to me was considered a derogatory yeah, I had no idea. towards indigenous people. Uh, yeah. Um, in Alaska, we'll say Alaska, just so you can kind of get an idea of what the word is, and it also mm-hmm. starts with e. Yeah, it's, um, and they're it's, German. It's they didn't know it's just a yeah. word everyone uses. Um, so oh, their word for ambulance is Krakenwagen. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, but you know they figured out they you know they were they were made aware like hey this is not a cool word to use, and they're like okay so they you know stopped using it and they actually put out some videos where they talk to experts about like why is this you know how did this word get to be like it's not great to use it, blah, 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 and brought some awareness to it and all that. And then they changed it to electric cowboy, which fits them better anyway. It does. A lot of people thought they should have just been called. Yeah. A a lot of people thought they should just kept it cowboy, but I understand keeping the two name structure and keeping the logo similar with, you know, with a word that has, you know, a similar amount of letters and and, and all that. And it rolls Uh, off the tongue nicely still. It does. Electric cowboy. Like that's fun. Who doesn't want to listen to a band called electric cowboy? Exactly, exactly. Um, I was I was lucky enough to get an advanced copy of their album to review, and oh, shit. they have uh, you know I'm and it's out now, of course, but like yeah, you know, that's still that's still really cool though. Yeah, and they got you know it's it sounds really cool, but it's really like you know just you can get your name on the on the press release list if you do like a couple of videos on YouTube or something. <laughs> Fair. Say, yeah, sure, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and you know. They, they got some depth to them. Like, you know, granted all the songs are like really fun, still kind of like that fun thing, but there's a few yeah. albums on a few songs. I know where I'm like, Oh, I could see them definitely pulling away from the, the silliness of what they do. Mm-hmm. And like really getting into like, not that I want them to, but no, because that's kind part of the thing fun kind of, of their, that's kind of the fun of their band. But yeah, that kind I, of thing has a shelf life too, though. It does. You know, and I think I that think, they're going to realize yeah. that eventually they're going to run out of room for that. Yeah. You know, and they're all very talented in, in their whole thing. It's like, um, but like, you know, if anyone's listening to this who hasn't listened to Electric Callboy before, uh, just think, you know, riffs like Rammstein, mm-hmm. uh, tons of great synth party type A beats and stuff like that. Lots of, yeah, uh, you know, big singing vocal melodies, but also lots of growls and guttural vocals too. Drops, you got bass drops, and then you got like, guitar breakdowns like you got both of them like <laughs> yeah i mean they, they're really giving you your money's yeah. worth for whatever it is whatever yeah. site you're on or listening to them with you're getting your worth when you listen yeah. to electric cowboy yeah just go to youtube type in we got the moves electric cowboy if you're down with that then you're good but then yeah you you're, you're in if you're not then nothing else they would do will appeal to you at all <laughs> that that honestly that's a really fair one i'd say we got the moves is the perfect song to say hey do you like this band or no yeah and it, it's funny because i you know hypo hypo is where i first heard them because like i think a bunch of the metal guys i follow on you on youtube did like reaction videos to it, whatever and okay. then there was like a couple worth and the, i think the hypo hypo thing they did like f- f- quite a few videos with like different remixes and people coming in and doing an, another band called we butter the bread with butter yes <laughs> Oh my um, god! They their version of Hypa Hypa was actually what brought me to them because that's the reaction video I saw, and I'm like, this is 
pretty fucking great. And then I saw the original, I'm like, oh, there's actually like clean melodic singing in this too. Like, this is pretty great too. And then. Have you ever heard 20 kilometers per hour by We Buttered the Bread with Butter? <laughs> it's a good one too. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are another that type of band and they're, they're very fun. <laughs> yes. I have to be in a specific mood <laughs> to kind of listen to them, but. It, 100%. But they're fun. Yes. Very fun. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, forget where we're okay. going with all this, but yeah, yeah. Fun music. Music is fun. It really <laughs> is. I got one more band to ask if you've okay. heard of them or not. And then I'm going to ask you what your favorite concert that you've ever been to was. But first, uh, have you heard of the band thousand below at all? Thousand below thousand below. The name sounds familiar. I don't think I've actually listened to them yet. I've seen, I think I've seen the name come up. Sad boy core. 2AT. So, below. All right. Yes. Uh, let me see if I can find their best album here. A thousand below. I'm tapping on. Uh, just thousand below. Oh, just thousand below. Uh, Hell finds you everywhere. That album okay. shreds. Well, they're their band picture on iTunes definitely looks like sad boy core for sure. So <laughs> oh, they are sad boy core. <laughs> I mean, hell finds you're gonna, you everywhere. You're, you're going to have fun. Right. And the love you let too close is good. I mean, there's carry the weight specifically opens up like a breaking Benjamin song would, with just mm-hmm. right out of the gate, just heavy riff, heavy drums. And then it gets to the nice melodic song and the vocals. And then it starts to chill out and then it ramps back up again. I mean, it's, they know what they're doing. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I definitely seen this. Uh, uh, Hell finds you everywhere. Cover shown around in places. All right, I will but, definitely. I'm, I'm adding this to the library. Unheard. We'll see. Yeah. I'll, I'll report back to you with my findings. I can't wait to hear what you think. Even if you don't <laughs> like it, that's perfectly okay because everyone's got their own different tastes. But like this song, man. If you want to like get right to my soul, you listen a thousand below. All right, all right. I'm gonna do some Kyler soul digging for sure. <laughs> uh, so speaking of soul digging, all right, your favorite rock concert you've ever been to? Okay, uh, well, uh, this may or may not if be you, surprising. If you can I haven't been to a lot. I was never a really big concert okay. guy, dude. They're loud. They're a lot of shit to deal with. They really um, are. It just, I just never like uh, found my way to. To concert. And usually, like, whenever uh, there's a band I wanted to see or whatever, um, it was too expensive for me at the time. Yada, yada, yada. Even like yeah. these days, I don't know how people go to concerts even now. Like, I have no idea. I haven't <laughs> been to a concert in years because I, yeah. Um, uh, but hands down, what will be my favorite and will probably be my favorite until God, I don't know when I'll ever see a concert, another concert ever, um, is the triple bill of Nightwish, Sabatone, and Delane. At okay. a small, at a fifteen hundred two thousand person club in Chicago, uh, in twenty fifteen, twenty you know early twenty sixteen, early twenty sixteen I believe it was, and you know I'm a symphonic metal guy too. I like them a lot. I like it a lot. Nightwish was one of the bands that kind of drug me away from the mostly hard rock listening to I was doing in the mid two thousands, and brought me back into the more metal type of stuff. Okay. Um, and, and going on from there. And this was with their new singer, new and still current singer, uh, Floriansen, who's just like, I don't know if you know much about Nightwish, but, um, I don't, 
they were like one of the progenitors of symphonic metal with the operatic female vocals and the and the riffs oh, and all okay. that. Okay. Okay. And their first their first singer uh Tarja or Tarja however you want to call it um you know she left the band in the mid 2000s you know in not great terms with the other people or whatever and they yeah. had a new singer come on Annette who was a fantastic rock poppy rock kind of vocalist. Okay. She couldn't really do the operatic stuff as well. Gotcha. And she had a lot of like health issues. So like they couldn't like, like Perform, when they were in like, concert and tour, like, like you know, the, the performances weren't really, you know, based on what I could gather, like, you know, she was struggling a lot with like health stuff and, and couldn't do the, the massive touring and stuff they needed to do. So they kind of, after I think three or four albums, which some of their best albums, mind you in the studio, she killed it. Like she was yeah, like her melodies and, and her tonality was great. Um, it was definitely a more, groovy era hard rocky era of of the band as opposed to like the more folky powerly metal kind of stuff from earlier okay uh, and then they had this then then they uh she left and then uh they hired flora jansen who i had recently discovered with her own band called after forever and this she's someone who like does it all like she does the the crazy high operatic stuff she does like the aggressive snarl, you know, get, you know, it gets in there and all that. Oh shit. She was like a right. perfect fit for that band. And they just released a new album. So they like, they're, they're coming. I'm like, I, we got to see them. And then, <laughs> you know, Delane is another, it was another symphonic metal band, but they were definitely, you know, they were an influenced by Nightwish type band, but they kind of had a more of a, uh, they weren't so folky. They were just more like rocky kind of like, um, they had the symphonic metal stuff happening, the you know the the the, the synths and all that, uh, orchestra stuff. But the the, I guess the uh, the, the lyrical content and, and stuff like that, it was much less like kind of that kind of ethereal, almost fantasy kind of stuff. Even though Nightwish did other things, but like there's was more like like rock, like like a hard rock symphonic yeah. metal band. And then Sabaton, who I didn't hear of, hear know who they were. Um, I looked them up before we went. I'm like, oh, these power metal guys that sing about wars and shit. I'm like, it's gonna oh. be fucking boring, you know. <laughs> so Delane comes, Delane comes on, you know, and they put on a great show. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, they have like two feet per person to like move around because all the other bands shits behind them. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! For what goodness. they did, they did, yeah. they did a great show. Nice. Um, uh, to this day, their bass player had the best hair I've ever seen on a on a metal guy. Just like it was like you wanted to take a nap in there. Um. <laughs> Like, what conditioner do you use? Um, and then Sabaton oh comes on, and my friend, they converted me so fast. Those boys were just fun. Okay. And they played that tiny ass club like it was a 50,000 person festival in Europe, which they've done. Damn. That's cool, <laughs> they, though. They, they, simultaneously just played it that big but were also funny and like the, the banter between them on stage and all that they were awesome like they That's made great. me a fan from that live performance like i'm not like the hugest fan of them like you know, it wasn't like oh man they're my band but like yeah they got it was like, enough to i be have, like oh. i have songs i have songs on playlists a new album comes out i'm definitely there to listen to it a new live video comes out you know from one thing, side note. One thing I love about European festivals now is so many of them put out the live video of concerts, so you can actually YouTube. see, yeah, and with good audio, like Bloodstock and like um, who else does it? Hellfest. 
Like they like give you like audio live recordings of these bands that normally wouldn't have like DVD releases and shit like that for that kind of stuff, which I'm incredibly thankful for. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm there. They were awesome. And then Nightwish really came cool. came on and they did the same thing. They played that place like it was the biggest venue they've they've ever played. You know, That's cool you know, because because and Sorry. uh and no and, and it was just it was just a really great fun time uh you know i was digging it my wife was digging it um it's also a good memory because you know my wife was pregnant with our first uh kid at the time so it's okay. just like one of like the one of like the last times we really got to like go out and like do a thing and it was just a really nice day really nice and really nice night and all that and That's awesome. um and, and they did an awesome job it was just you know a great memory of all that so that was the best concert they and i you know Naturally, I rambled on about it, but like, yeah, that's no, you're good. That's why I asked. I wanted to hear about your first or you know, your favorite concert. Yeah, and you oh, know, and, cool. and and the worst, and I was tossing the worst one was Summer Sanitarium 2003 with Metallica and Limp Bizkit and all that fucking. Oh. Shit. <laughs> I don't want to laugh at that. I'm sorry, but like that sucks. No, that no, was your worst. It sucked. It sucked. <laughs> it was at it was at, a, it was at Arlington Racetrack. It like smelled like horseshit the whole time. Um, like no matter where we stood, it felt like everyone who's like seven feet fucking tall decided they needed to stand in front of us. Like, like, like no one else had anywhere to stand. Like we cannot possibly be the only people under like, you know, six and a half feet tall in this place. Like, come on now. Um, that sucks. It, it was just, it was just not great. Um, and yeah, we, we left like, I think before Metallica ended and all that. And it was fine. I mean, you know, we saw Metallica again a few years later and it was much better with Godsmack and all that. Oh, um, that's a show. And, uh, and I, you know, I love Godsmack. You know, they're a great, you know, hamburger band. Like, you yes, just they wanna, are. <laughs> you know, it's still um, fun to just show up and just watch them get stupid. Yeah. You know, um, wasn't a super big fan of like the 20 minute Sully harmonica solo, but you know, whatever, you know, you can do Sully. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's fine. That's funny. It's kind of a bummer. <laughs> it's not the drum solo they used to do. That used to be wild. No, like, like, like they started doing that and I'm like, where the fuck was that? Like, what's yeah, the right. Drum solo? Like, I don't the, know the drum solo was sick. I got, <sighs> I got lucky enough to see the drum yeah. solo. I think that was back when Sully was trying to bring harmonica into their sound a bit because they had a few songs off of one of their albums that had like harmonica parts. Trying to experiment um, a little bit. Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's like fetch, Sully. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, Sully. Just, just did you just make a fucking up. Mean Girls reference? Yes, I did. Um, Dog, I love you. <laughs> so it's it. But that you know that that's that's besides the point there you know um, yeah I'm really hoping to see like Gojira in okay. concert because I have a feeling that will be probably my favorite just like pure music metal you know concert yeah because that, that that'd be another good question who would be your like who's your biggest band that you haven't gotten to see that you would want to see would it be Gojira um yeah if I could pick one band to see that's still current. Okay. Uh, that I'd want to see is definitely Gojira for sure. Hell yeah. Like I'm not interested in the, in the, uh, Pantera tribute thing that's happening. Um, and yeah, I, I probably wouldn't show up to that either, to be honest with you. I, you know, I, I, you know, love Zach no slight Wild. against I, it. It's just, eh. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm less of a fan of Phil these days. Um, you know, he's, his, his, yeah, anyway, we're not getting into that. Anyway, but um, I you know I love Charlie Benante. I love Zach Wild. I think they're amazing players. Um, Wild's crazy, you know, and uh, but yeah, definitely Gojira because they are definitely one of my top three bands now, and they've 
they kind of like blew open the doors in 2016 to, to my brain and like just parked themselves and like, Hey, we're one of your favorites now. And I'm like, cool. Thanks. Cool. Love you guys being here. I didn't think this would happen at this point in my life that I would find another band. I love as much as I love these guys, but here we are. Honestly, <laughs> isn't it wild how that shit happens? Cause for my entire life, it was like shine down breaking Benjamin and both my Valentine, a couple of others. And in the last probably two years, I'd say our last night and fame on fire. Holy shit. They have rocketed up there. Now, mind you, a lot of their, Albums started off being a lot of cover stuff and they still dabble in it here and there but their own original stuff that they put out every couple of years is still always so killer so well produced that i'm like mm-hmm. you guys are phenomenal bands in your own right you don't have to you know survive off of covers you guys do it for the fun of it but yeah. that's not where your bread and butter is Definitely. and oh so yeah, i hear it's... you i'm like finding bands you're like i wasn't expecting to love you this much but here we are yeah you know and i i find myself enjoying more broader genres of metal as well because there's you know a lot of death metal bands now that i'm really enjoying and i really wasn't a guttural vocal person there's this band called distant that uh is fairly new okay and they are like i guess symphonic death core whatever and when i talk about like low vocals like this is like you know is did this guy did they pitch this shit down or is this guy just that fucking hardcore like how low these vocals are i got but this band is like so good the song yeah, is so good i haven't heard theirs that, yet like uh the, the, the first ep of theirs i listened to like after i finished it i'm like i have to take a break because this shit was so intense damn and then, and then like they got picked up by central media records and they just put out their whole first full-length ep uh lp and it's like wow they are really delivering on the promise of what i what i guess i, I attached myself to them uh listen because now it's like not only is it you know, they have like different styles of harsh vocals happening, some higher stuff, some lower stuff, but they have a lot of dynamics in their songs, a lot of like just really groovy riffs. It's not just all pummel, 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 you know, super low, okay. too heavy. There's some yeah. bounce to some things. And then they start, they, out of nowhere, they start fucking ripping out solos and shit. And I'm like, oh my God, like, fuck yeah, man. Like, um, full, full band, full song. Yeah. Like that, that's that good production. That's, yeah, that's exactly. That Exactly. And then, you know, uh, I was even like traditional death metal. I was never really into that. Like I liked aspects of it, but I was never really into it. But mm-hmm. then this, uh, all female death metal band called Crypta came out and they okay. put out their album. I'm like, Oh, let me check it out. And I'm like, Holy shit, this rules. And I'm like, okay. okay. And like, they're, they're getting ready to release their second album. And I'm like, I'm fucking, you know, rubbing my hands later. Like, I can't wait to hear this shit because <laughs> you know, the snippets they're posting online. I'm like, this fucking sounds wicked, you know? So it's like, hell yeah. It's, it's it's kind of crazy just how you know i expected i'd be listening to what i was listening to for you know and i guess you know that's, for that's a good thing about everything being able being available because now i can branch out with like the only real cost is my time to check something yeah. out yeah i you mean as, as much issues as i know a lot of people have with spotify i still love discover weekly and release radar those two features have introduced me to so many new bands that i probably otherwise would have never heard yeah that i'm just like i can't live without this app because it has opened my brain and my mind and my ears to so many different bands that i wouldn't have listened to before i've been like oh i'm all right <laughs> well now now let's let's flip these tables now that you're done interviewing me on my podcast <laughs> sir 
Um, <laughs> Sorry, man. I just want to share the love. No, no, no. It's a, you, you deserve know, to be able to talk about your shit too. You know, this, this, this happens a lot. And I, I try not to like, I really try not to like talk about myself stuff too much and interject my stuff. One, it's kind of how my brain works anyway, because I want to relate with you and, and, and talk to you about things and my like, oh, I have a thing that's similar. Um, but also, you know, we haven't chatted before, but we've known each other that's, online for, for a couple of years now. And it's like, yeah. you know, we're, we're, you know, we literally talked for like a half hour before we started. And I'm like, we got to keep, st- I think <laughs> I'm like, we got to start, we got to like, we got to start recording this. Um, so yeah, it's just going to happen. Hopefully people enjoy this. Um, oh yeah. And if not, you can, uh, get a refund for me at C2E2. Um, <laughs> no refund necessary, bro. I'm having a fucking ball. <laughs> So tell me, what was your favorite concert you ever been to? <sighs> All right. Um, my favorite concert that I've been to, I would have to say, would have been last November. No, two Novembers ago? Yeah, I still have my long hair, so it would have been two Novembers ago. Uh, my brother and I, Sean, my older brother, we got out of work. We drove from Detroit to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and then stood in line to see uh, Currents, Bad Omens, Fame on Fire and Ice Nine Kills in a relatively smallish venue, and they all shredded like it was a full size stadium. Nice. And nice. we were against the railing on the stage. And when I heard Fino Derangements rip off, I think my head left its shoulders. <laughs> it was such a fun night, and I had the longest hair I've ever had in my life. So I was finally able to properly headbang at a metal show <laughs> at the railing. It was just, it was a super super cool experience especially to do with my older brother who's the one that got me into rock music when we were younger it was just a really special night nice nice uh yeah you mentioned like your hair won't be the longest ever been like i'm approaching that moment for myself my hair's gonna be the longest it's ever been in my life okay and even though i still got like the undercut thing happening it's still you know yeah yeah it's still long and and it's just like just the you know it feels good just to be able to like whip the head and handbag and you know it's especially funny because even though my, my kids don't, uh, they, they don't like daddy's music yet. Um, <laughs> which, you know, solitary tear rolling down my face for the moment. Um, like, yes, guys, we'll put on, I'll put on my daughter. Like, yes, Ruby, I'll put on, uh, you know, Mario clear level themes compilation again. <laughs> um, you as know. you're slowly dying inside, you're like, not again. Yeah. Um, I've, I've learned to tune it out, I guess. I mean, I mean, who doesn't love Mario great. music, though? Um, no, I mean, honestly, <laughs> Mario's. Fun. She's really, she's really into like the the video game themes and and, and the levels and all that. Because heck you know. yeah, they're fun. They're Why lighthearted. Not? They're yeah. creative, and you yeah, know, when, when she comes up to me on the weekend, she's like, "Daddy, can we play Super Mario Brothers 3? I'm Like, no, <laughs> yeah, of course we play Super Mario <laughs> you're like Brothers twist 3. my arm, like you know, and you know, she's at the age is she. Well, you know, she could probably try to play it. She just likes watching me play it and like narrating what I'm doing. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. And my, yeah. But back to my point, <laughs> um, uh, the dong here is nice because, you know, when I do, you know, mess around and headbang and stuff, the kids, you know, they, they start doing it and they, you know, we're all giggling like a bunch of idiots. Yes. That's um, awesome. So especially like, you know, they don't, they even don't let me play my guitar, like, like distortion and all that. Like I can't like chug on my guitar, like, you know, during any moment, they'll come in and they'll like tell me to stop or whatever. But oh, if man. I start headbanging or something, you know, I can get them to like, you know, go with me. <laughs> okay, like, okay, okay. We're all having fun. But if yeah. it's like, you know, or my son, you know, and 
And so my son's a little more amenable to that, but yeah, that that's just what kind of popped in my head. And it's like it's it's kind of nice having the the longer hair, even though I'm learning how to live with longer hair now because it's like constantly getting in my mouth now whenever I'm trying to eat. That like, is the thing, man. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I didn't realize that, you know. So when I <sighs> So my hair got to like 18 inches or something by the time I finally cut it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty long from what I remember uh, seeing pictures. It, I regret cutting it. First of all, every fucking day of my life, I'm like, I shouldn't have done this, but I'm also glad I did it because nobody warned me that sleeping with hair that long is an absolute <laughs> fucking nightmare. And like, listen, I understand women, you guys do this and I respect the fuck out of you because long hair is very pretty and I appreciate that, especially on my wife. I don't ever want to live with it again with how much of a pain in the ass it makes doing even the most menial of tasks, such as cleaning the kitchen. You're tying your hair back every 30 seconds. I'm like, what's the point of having the long hair if it always has to be tied back for me to be able to perform basic functions? Or yeah, I'm just stupid yeah. and don't know how to survive with long hair. No, no, it, it, it's true. It's true. Um, and, uh, you know, my wife's not a super huge fan of the long hair just because it goes to my face a lot. And she's like, I like your face. I'm like, well, you're that's one person in this relationship that likes my face. So, you know, <laughs> Oh my goodness. So it's just like, whatever, but no, um, I'm just like, you know, I like it, but yeah, the, the, the living with it is just like, I, you know, I have my days where I'm like, should I just cut it? And then I just think like, well, if I cut it, I'm gonna have to keep getting haircuts or I'm gonna let it grow back yep. up. That's it. And, Either way, doesn't sound really appealing to me, um, and it also doesn't help that like I'm a I'm a greasy headed fella, you know. <laughs> By the end so of the day, like that maintenance I, is so much. Like if I take a shower in the morning, and then by the end of the day, I'm like, well, I'm going to the gym in the morning. I'll take a shower and I get back, but I still have to wash my hair tonight because yeah. I can't sleep like this. I don't. It's, I don't it's not so, my hair's not so long now that the sleeping thing is an issue yet, but I know it will be. I know it'll be one day where. If I let it go long enough, I'll be like lifting my head up and it's like stuck under my back or something. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> wrenching yeah, my neck you, or something. Well, and that's the other thing. It gets so fucking warm too. that amount of hair on the back of your yeah. neck when you're trying to sleep or something. Oh, I don't know if you're like me, but I have to sleep in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer and, a chilly sleep for sure. And yeah, a fan and, just, and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was having to start tying my hair back all the time when I would go to bed. But the problem was that the like the knot would be yeah. uncomfortable no matter how I laid mm-hmm. my neck. That eventually became the main reason I cut my hair. I just wanted to get sleep again. <laughs> it's so petty, but I was like, I need sleep. I'm cutting my fucking hair. Another another reason why women are the stronger hundred <laughs> percent of the two. Zero <laughs> argument just, here. Do, you, they just deal with it. They're like they do. Whatever. They do. And fuck it. All the power in the world to them for it because men do it for like a couple of months and I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. You know, my wife was like, you know, why don't you just grow like all the hair out, like the, you know, the sides, the, the sides, and all that. And I'm like, it's hot enough as it is, which is what I. Like, <laughs> You're like, I don't want to add. I run hot anyway. The minute it's over like 65 degrees, I'm like, you know, on sweat watch, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's it's just yeah. So yeah, I feel like I'm gonna probably keep this long for a little while, but I'm pretty sure, and you know. It's not going to be a permanent point. thing. At some point, yeah. I'll end up just trimming it back down or whatever. But and there's nothing know, live, wrong with that. I live most of my life though getting fades and shit like that, and you know, I just yeah, I just want to have long hair for a little. while. That's all. And you know what? There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. 
Because yeah. I, I always told Jen, I was like, at some point in my life, I want to be able to tell my kids, hey, dad had long hair. He was cool once, too. Yeah. And I, I have photos tattoos. to prove it now. <laughs> exactly. It'd be like, dad's arms covered in ink, and he had long hair, and he likes listening to rock music. Welcome uh, to who your dad is. Like That doesn't make you cool anymore, dad. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. They're going to be like, uh, all right, well, no one does that. You're a dork. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, no, right. no one listens to uh, man-made music anymore, Dad. Oh my so god. Lame. It's all going to be fucking AI by the time our kids are grown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why did this turn to... I don't know. <laughs> Listen. I'm you sorry. Know, let's, <laughs> let's lighten the mood by going to our Twitter <laughs> questions. Huh? Yes. Let's that do sounds it. like a fun plan. Yes, um, it does. Uh, we, ha- we have some Twitter questions. I haven't done this in a while because usually, uh, you know... The Twitter question thing is a kind of a hit and miss scenario, and I usually feel bad if no one asks questions for the guests, even That's though fair. I'm surprised some of the some of the guests I've had that no one's asked questions of. But Ooh. I also factored in like, well, they also, you know, the person also thinks, oh, well, I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to have to listen to the podcast. I don't want to listen to this guy. I got you. Meaning me. Uh, so <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't say that, man. You're uh, honestly, I'm having so much fun right now. I don't know who could listen to this podcast and not have fun. Everyone who's listening to this podcast and not having fun, please make sure you tag me and Kyler on Twitter. I'm at Don Cardenas Art, Cardenas Art. He's at <laughs> Kyler Clarfelter. Let us know yeah. if at what point you literally stopped having fun. When um, did you? When did we lose you? Yeah, and you know, hopefully we'll regain you with these awesome Twitter questions we have. Because of course, I got to start with Grant. Good old Grant story. Um, All right. I, one of the reasons I realized I missed asking these because I didn't get my Grant questions. Grant was always good for a good question, and this is uh, this is no exception. Um, oh boy! His question is: Which would you prefer? Oh damn it! Oh boy! <laughs> All right, I was, I was looking at Twitter <laughs> at, at, at the Twitter thread, and it just like reset. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, <okay>. Musk. <laughs> Thank you, sir. This uh, really is is really really helps me out. A dick. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Where the fuck? Um, where, where did it go? Where did the where did the thread go? I can only Wasn't imagine what Grant asked. Um, I should just make you answer a question. You don't know what the answer. You don't know what the question is. Just give me an, a random answer for it. But um, here you go. Which would you prefer? Oh boy. Um, and now I'm reading it again, and I forgot this is what he asked. Um, butt cheeks that hang down. Two and a half feet like empty sacks, or grow alpaca, alpaca hair all over from the clavicle down. I'll take the alpaca hair. I can shave that every day. It yeah. might be cumbersome, but I can shave. Yeah, I mean, I I guess you can have surgery, maybe, but two and a half feet down—that's that's that's a that's a long ways, man. I, I feel I feel like I'm six one. It, that's ha- that's almost half of my height. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's that's to the floor. That's gonna be that's that's that kind of surgery is like you know you got nerve endings in there or some shit with that much stuff there. Um, yeah, 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 that's not gonna happen. Yeah, we're definitely gonna be alpaca hair boys. We can sh- you know, we can grow it, we can shave it, we can make pillows. Like, yeah, there Dude, we can make markets. a we can make a business model out of this. Kyler and Don's alpaca body hair pillows. I guarantee you, there will be a market for that. Shark Tank, Mark Cuban, call me. Yeah, not necessarily a market well, I want to be us. a part of or would feel safe <laughs> around, but it would be there. I think it would be there for sure. Oh my um, God. And, you know, 
Grant could be our spokesperson. You know, he could be. We will be the next My Pillow guys. Yes. Except, but just we won't awful be shitty in different about ways. It. Yes, we'll, we'll just be awful in different ways. Yo, one hundred percent. We're not going to be perfect people, but we're just not going to be that. <laughs> um, uh, our, our good bud Jared Luan has a great question, but let's uh, let's uh, let's make a, a sandwich with a, a nice, good, solid, fair question from uh, Daniel Calban. Okay. He wants to know uh, best video game adaptation of all time. Oh shit. Alright, well, this probably will not come as a surprise to anybody, but I'm going to have to choose Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Because in terms of a video game that I felt truly captured the essence of Dragon Ball Z in terms of like the power-ups, the combat, the character selection screen, the different costumes, the even if you, so, if you chose Capsule Corp Jacket Trunks or the actual saiyan armor trunks they had different fucking moves depending on what button inputs you did that's how in-depth that game was for even the same character if you just chose a different outfit but you could also have like goku and vegeta on the same tag team and as goku do a certain button input vegeta drops onto the map y'all do the fusion dance and the next thing you know you're fucking gogeta ready to whoop someone's ass like, no other Dragon Ball Z game has let you have that much control over every single match. On top of the fact that if you got into, like, a gigantic skirmish, all your clothes got battle damaged, and they were always designed to match every character's specific battle damage motif from the show. So if you look at, like, Piccolo or Vegeta or Goku, anytime they get battle damaged, depending on, you know, what era it is, their battle damaged areas of their outfits are always going to be exactly the same. Like the right leg is always going to be off on, you know, Piccolo and Mm. the shirt's always going to be half torn on Goku. There's just certain standards that Toriyama always set. And when you get battle damage in Tenkaichi three, it hits those standards and it stays like that for the rest of the fucking match. It's so cool. And for that reason alone, I've never seen a DBZ game done that well. So the fact that we're getting a new one, baby. Oh, I'm excited. (laughs) Well, you certainly said a lot of words I didn't understand, but I recognize Sorry. those words. Um, I nerded out really hard right there. I apologize. And there's no wrong answer to this type of question, but uh, the correct answer was, uh, no, the best video game adaptation of all time is the film Double Dragon from 1994, starring Mark Dacascos and Scott Wolf and Alyssa Milano. Anyway, so <laughs> next question. Um, no. <laughs> I take it that's yours? No, um, though I did watch that movie an ungodly amount of times just because it was on cable and it was Double Dragon. Okay. And um, for some reason, I thought Mark DeCoscos was going to be like a huge megastar. Um, granted, he's done fine. He's, he's the Iron Chef guy. He's yeah. he was in that Crow show in the 90s. Uh, he's, he was in The Last John Wick. Um, he's, been, he's, he's been around. He's done some things. Um, but for some reason, I thought like... Uh, He's gonna be like the next big action star. So fair. Um. So anyway, uh, no. Um. My my actual personal choice would be the first Mortal Kombat movie. I just have a lot lot of uh, nostalgia tied to that. Um. Oh shit! Wait, am I supposed to say a movie based on a video game? Did I do that? Well, you said adaptation. I think it's fairly. Open. I don't know which way I was supposed to it's, go. It's there, a fairly but... open question. I, it's, it's no wrong. There's no wrong answer to that. Like All right. it's. All right the video game adapted the the anime. So I think your, your answer was more, more than correct. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Cool. I'll take it. Um, 
uh, I just, I just think adaptation. I just think other media aside from that's, that's where my how it originated. Brain yeah, went. yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, our last question is from our bud Jerry Luan and your cohort in Crash and Troy. Uh, how many iguanas do you think you could beat in a fight until you are overwhelmed? Uh, I'm gonna go with like three because they freak me the fuck out. I could like mm-hmm. actually no. I'm gonna go with one because I just couldn't hit an animal. Let's just start okay. there. I mean, I, I I couldn't bring myself to do that. But like, if I it was like life or death, I'd probably still go with three because I might be able to like keep one or two of them off me. That third one starts crawling up my leg or something. I'm fucked. Okay. Okay. I'm. You know, I'd have to study some film on how iguanas fight. All I know but, is um, that when I was a kid, one of my older siblings had one, and it crawled over my back, and I could not wait for it to get off and for me to get out of the house. <laughs> uh, my brother, my older brother, used to have salamanders a lot. Okay, and I, I remember when I say salamanders a lot, I mean like they lasted like a month. Oh shit. Uh, I think we went through like three or four of them before they realized like we didn't have all the stuff to keep them alive. Yeah. Like a heat rock. And then, yeah, <laughs> and there's a like whole that. lot of stuff when you start getting and, into like those kind of they, animals and, and creatures. And, and after they finally figured that out, like he would try to, he would like put them on our face to wake us up. Oh shit. So to be like little, and for some reason I, I, re, I was never really freaked out by it. I was just like, Oh, cause I, I would like, I, I feel to put them on and, your instinct would be to like have brushed it off, which is like, I don't know why you would do that. Cause you know, we're a bunch of kids. We're going to smack our face or something's on our face or whatever. You're going to kill your, your lizard or whatever. But mm-hmm. that never freaked me out. And then first time I saw iguana though, I'm like, there's something about those guys where it's like, I don't you know, like it's like that Tracy Morgan skit about the devil, you know, the, the goat and it's got devil eyes. You like there's something, about out, yeah. an, there's something about iguana. Like, I don't want to fuck with you, but you're, I'm bigger than you. But like, how, how hard do you bite? Did your like, tail do anything? Like, like, could I take you? Could I? Like, like one? Yeah, I'm sure I could kill one iguana. Like two? Like, I don't know. Like, is this t- like? <laughs> do, do do they know how to fight in a pack? Like, there's so many follow questions I have here, Jared. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know that I want to find. Is it out. like? Is I it mean, like a Wii three scenario where they've been taught to fight as a team? And like pack tactics. Yeah, like that's it, fucking scary. Is one going to like wrap itself around my neck, and the other one's going like, to like go for my junk or something? And I'm like, you know, like where do I go? Like, I don't know. So Are these fuckers I, out I, here I, fighting I, like wolves and shit. I th- I think I think I'm going to I'm going to have to align with you and say three. I think three will probably be like I don't know what to do with this. I'm done. Yeah, I just you yeah, know I'm toast after that. I'll, I'll make my peace with God, and then you know, <laughs> I guess I guess I'm uh, I'm iguana food, and then that'll be that. <laughs> that will be that. Um, so we've gone so far into this, which, you know, I've been having a blast chatting with you, of course. Uh, yeah. but we haven't, we haven't talked about your awesome comic book series, Crash and Troy. Uh, and, you know, you know, chief among that being so awesome is your amazing art in that book. Um, granted, it's thank you knowing the artist's mind, you know, you, you finished that book a, a couple years ago. Um, yeah. there was some stuff that happened where the book didn't come out and then you guys were able to wrench that book back. Uh, into into your hands and and get it released out through uh scout comics and away blue world i'm sorry away blue world i'm sorry it's, it's all good there, there's a through, lot of publishers out there right yeah, now through, with through all of us working at a bunch of them so yeah through away blue world and um you know i hope from my perspective the, the perception i'm perceiving the response being really great 
Yeah. And, so and things going. Uh, I hope it's been that case. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, from from all for all things I've heard, Wave Blue World has been you know great with people. They uh, are phenomenal. With them. Um, and I'm really uh, I'm really looking forward to what comes next because I know you guys. Uh, you know, I, I think you guys dropped some hints about some future. St- so yeah, with, future with stuff is. Uh, Future stuff with me and Jared is very much happening. Uh, that much okay. I can say. Okay. Uh, the specifics on what the future stuff is, uh, they're kind of in development and changing. Okay. Um, due to certain factors that I just don't want to really get into because I don't really need to. Uh, 2.0 is on a hold for a little okay. bit. But Jared and I are working on something else at the okay. moment. So this isn't the end of the Jared Lujan, Kyler Claudfelter duo and tag team. But this is um, new territory because I'm helping to write this one. Oh, awesome. Awesome. That's glad to, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, you guys are a great team. Yeah. Um, it's, you see, we've been very well, excited about this one so far. Did you, uh, for Crash and Troy, did you guys work on stuff before that? Or, cause it kind of seems like based on what I've, you know, what, what I know of, of you gentlemen and your works, mm-hmm. it seems like you guys kind of like came out the gate, just like fully formed with like your, how well you guys gelled together with what you do. So honestly, Crash and Troy was the very first thing we ever did together. Uh, awesome. we had never met, never spoken anything. Jared found my work online, hit me up and was like, Hey, I've got this really, uh, idea that I think I'd, you know, want to do. And if you like the idea of this, let's start chatting. And I loved the concept of crash and Troy. And I was like, fuck mm-hmm. yeah, man, let's roll. And he was super gracious and it was an awesome collaborative effort. And I had never experienced anything like it before because prior to that, it was for publishers here and there, and it was just being told, here's this character design, here's where he's got to be, yada, yada. And that's fine. It's, mm-hmm. That's what comic artists do. It's what we get paid to do. It's our job. But when I got to finally experience, you know, that creator-owned and Jared being like, design-wise, man, these are like the only couple of very basic notes I have. Otherwise, have fun. You're the one drawing it. I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, dude. I was like, <laughs> bro, let's fucking go. And it created that really awesome collaborative effort. And I mean, I can't gush enough about fucking Jared, man. I mean, down to the point he was like, hey, is there certain shit that you really want to see in this book that I can write for you to give you something to sink your teeth into? Nice. Do you know how cool that is? I mean, I don't need to tell you how cool that is as an artist to get to hear that, that your desires and the amount of time you're putting into that book, that labor, it's still being treated with the same level of love as like hey you're an equal creator what do you want out of this story that's so fucking cool and not a whole lot of people do that all the time jared is a real one because he did that from day one nice nice yeah it's um i've i've you know my comics journey has been uh you know a little bit different where like i don't think i've never so i've never i've necessarily sorry um, have that exact thing off the bat because I kind of like started, you know, with a very very collaborative book, but it was it wasn't so much like oh what do you want to see? It's just like well here's the story I have, and then I would just give my ideas or whatever. Um, I got you. So it was kind of like accepted and stuff like that. 
um, with EB and the Hellsings. Um, it definitely started off with like Steve had the idea, Steve had the had the script and all that. Granted, he let me do what I wanted to do with the character designs. He had some ideas, um, and but he listened to my ideas. And if I like, this is what I think is should be, and mm-hmm. he was, you know, listening and, and all that with that. And then that's awesome. With the story, you know, uh, you know, when when we had some, when it looked like, you know, we were very good footing with the Kickstarter, and it was like, okay, we're definitely funded. Um. We even started, you know, daring to talk about like a second, like this first arc's four issues. We're, we're daring to talk about the second arc. Okay. We, we know, you know, we know where the story is going to end up, but like the journey there. And, yeah. you know, for me, I'm, I'm, when I write things, I'm a moments guy. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, I, I, like, I like character moments and I like the big moments. It's all that connective tissue yep. that is not my strong suit. And, you know, luckily rules at that, That's <laughs> you know, awesome. um, and so I kind of was like, I like Steve, I have an idea for the second arc. I'm just going to vomit it out. If you're okay. He's like, yeah, I, I told him he's <laughs> like, fuck yeah, let's do this. That's and I'm awesome. like, oh God, yes. And then I sent him a whole bunch more ideas and he's like, That's a lot. And I'm like, I know just, just <laughs> pick what you want. Let's go. Like, you know. I'm just really excited yeah. about it. Um, but like, even then, like with, with the first arc here, like there's a, I'm working on the second issue and I was reading the script and I'm like, you know, I really want, I'm, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm like, I really want this one thing that can, can we add this thing at the end of the book here? Mm-hmm. Um, cause I really think it would be appropriate to have this, this, the, this, uh, second thing happen. And yeah. Steve's like, yeah, sure. And then, like five minutes later, he's like, "You know what? Um, we're gonna do it like this." And I'm like, "Oh, that's fucking brilliant!" Like, I, I, like my idea was just like it just, you know, the, the the thing just happens. Like, you know, it wasn't like, like I didn't have a graceful way or like a legitimate way to like really make it happen. Like, it wouldn't have been like terrible, but it would have yeah. made this just makes this just makes more sense. Period. And I'm like, so hearing that kind of like collaborative thing is just like it's awesome. It's a great feeling. It is. And and hearing that you guys were just like right off the bat, you know, and it's no surprise, you know, because Jared's Jared's awesome, and uh, you know he is, you know, as real as the real ones get with he that. Is. And uh, so yeah, that that's really cool because, like I said, you know, I read the first issue, you know, back when it was supposed to be released originally, and I'm like, mm-hmm. like shit, these guys, you you were, you were already like, it's it seemed like you were already playing to each other's strengths already. So I, I will say that by the time that Crash and Troy had been picked up and greenlit and we started production on it, Jared and I had already done two other books. Okay. Um, well, not books, but like we had done a couple other projects that we'd pitched and things just never came from it. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was to the point that we'd been working together collaboratively for probably two or three years before Crash and Troy finally got greenlit. So when okay. it got greenlit, we were already well gelled, and at that point, Bruno was already a part of the squad, and mm-hmm. we just we just started ripping. Well, even then, though, like it's it, you know, it it, it certainly came across that you guys were just there, and I think that for me, uh, it really enhanced the enjoyment of the book because I was like, I'm like, okay, these guys definitely are vibing off of each other, or other other stuff, and. 
mm-hmm. you know, not that I see it too much, but there's definitely books I've read where it's like, okay, this guy wrote it, this guy drew it, and that's it. Like, yeah. you know, and, you know, it's not a knock, doesn't mean it's necessarily bad or whatever. It's just you get you get that extra layer of like, you know, uh, you know I hate saying vibe it, it, a lot, <laughs> you know, but, 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 it, but, it, it, but it's it, true. It shows it shows yeah. the work. Yeah, you, you just get that feeling like, you know, you're you're both having an absolute blast doing this. I'm and really it's... happy to hear that it comes across like that because we really were. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a it was a stressful year to draw that book, but we were all so excited and happy that like, holy shit, we get to make this. Yeah, that was oh so much fun hitting the page every day. Yeah, and now it's you know out through a wave blue world. It's collected as a trade. Uh, that's out. That's got to be you know an amazing <laughs> feeling having a full ass trade of your work. <laughs> just unreal, unreal. When I first grabbed it, and I mean the. The trade dressing on it and the work that Away Blue World did for the packaging and everything in that trade paperback, the formatting, the behind the scenes back matter at the back of half of it. I mean, just everything that they did was so thoroughly done with love and care that, yeah, having a trade paperback with that level of quality is unfathomable to me. Awesome. I'm very grateful and I appreciate that. Well, with, you know, you, you mentioned that you and Jared, you guys are working on something different right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Crash and Troy 2.0 is, you know, as far not, as we know, not, yeah, not it, dead. Just no, not by any just, means, just not at the current moment. You know, and that happens, you know, stories take time to cook sometimes. If, if you know, not necessarily, not saying that's what it is, but things happen, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. you know, you know, um, uh, I might be like in trouble said, for saying that one on here. Cause I don't think we've said this one publicly, but it's going to have to come out at some point. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I don't think you get in trouble for that. I mean, if people, you know, you're not no, saying anything I, negative. No, um, no, no. I just, you know, just me and Jared yeah. haven't discussed. Like, hey, are we gonna tell people? <laughs> but I mean, uh, it, it, it's I'm I'm sure it's I'm sure it's gotta it's come out at some point. People are gonna um, ask, hey, when's two point oh? Yeah, just we're you, you know what I, I mean. I, like, I, it's, I, it's it's inevitably gonna be asked of us. Yeah. So we're gonna have to get ahead of it. But um. But uh, you know, of these new things and all that, that, that I was going to ask you, like, what's what's coming next? Is the thing with Jared is that your primary focus for the moment, or is yes. there the other things? Because so, you've done some work with uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and which had to be a really cool experience. I bet just you know playing <laughs> that in that was, area. That was wild. Getting to work with Jim Zub was fucking insane. I will never be able to gush enough about Jim fucking Zub. The amount of patience and tutelage and mentorship that he gave me on that project i will forever be grateful because i learned so much i mean i've been working professionally in comics for about eight to ten years mm-hmm. and i thought i was like all right i've got a decent head on my shoulders about what i'm doing in terms of page composition panel borders etc cetera, etc cetera. and Jim showed up and I was like, I don't know fucking shit. Teach me the ways, bro, please. <laughs> and he did. And he was super kind about it. He was like, no, you're really good. You're doing this right. There's a reason we asked you to be on here. Just think about this from now on. Think about how this should be placed here and what this could do for your page composition overall in the future. And I was like, holy shit. And it was all like, it was constructive criticism with care and a genuine eye that knew what he was talking about. And as an artist, I love hearing what I'm doing wrong. I know it sounds so weird. But I absolutely cannot thrive enough of being like, okay, I know I've done this thing well, but that's fine. Whatever. What am I doing wrong? Because I want to get better than where I'm already at. 
and mm-hmm. Jim was more than happy to be like, all right, let's go. Here's where I see that like this little thing needs a touch here. This little thing could use that. You're doing this really well over here, so keep that up. But it was like that good balance of just being able to work with someone who really knows their shit and yeah. that level of experience just it comes with time and doing the job. Yeah, and the man the man is legitimately a teacher. Uh yeah. He, l- yes. He he he, know, he knows he knows how to do that. And that's great to hear because yeah, he's he's got the pedigree. He's got the know-how. I mean, if someone's gonna tell you like and and the caliber of people he's worked with, you know, and his own work on its own, it's like, yeah, I'm going to listen Ex- to you right now. Like, Ex- exactly. I'm like, I'm going to shut up. I'm not rebuking you. I'm just going to go, okay, this is what you're telling me is probably the best move here. I'm going to try it out and see if it works. And every fucking time I did, I was like, son of a bitch. That's right. He's, he's, <laughs> he's right every time. And I'm like, I love it. I love it. I'm learning. But damn, I was bad. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I, I'm definitely, you know, I don't go around asking for critiques, but you know, if someone's going to offer their opinion or whatever, like I am definitely more receptive when it's like, not like you did this wrong. It's like, here's how you can mm-hmm. do this better. Or here's exactly. why I think if you do it this way, it's better. You it's know, or not here's, what you say. It's how you say it. It's like, you know, you did this, but what if you did this? And then, you know, cause I've had experiences like that. And then I turn and I look, I'm like, fuck you. Like, you know, or, you know, if I try to explain myself, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm not making excuses. This is why I did this. And yep. then it's like, okay, but what if you thought about it this way? I'm like, oh shit, you're still right. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I actually had yeah. that kind of experience happen to me at a convention. So years ago, I used to ask professional artists that I respected and admired for portfolio yeah. reviews. And a lot of times they were gracious and kind and they would, you know, take a couple of minutes and do so. But then Mm -hmm. I had one artist that was like, honestly, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm going to say no. And it's because art is subjective. And what I think is going to be good is going to be completely different than whatever the editor at whatever publisher you're trying to get hired is going to think is good. And he was like, so for me to sit here and tell you that this is right, this is wrong, this is right, that's wrong. He's like, to an extent, it can be true when it comes to fundamentals. And he was like, but even off the quick two seconds I looked at your work, the fundamentals are there at this point. It's going to come down to flavoring. And that's not something that I think any artist should be telling you steer away from this unless yeah. you're trying to get specific work at a specific company. Then like, obviously there's very certain things like with Marvel and DC's house styles you have to hit. Yeah. For sure. But, yes. So yeah, I, I've stopped asking for critiques. It was just one of those with Jim. I was like, Hey, so here's the thumbnails. What if anything needs to be adjusted? Just let me know. And then he came back and he was like, okay, uh, yeah, how about this and this? Try this on this. And I was like, all right, all right, cool. Did them all. And I was like, wow. Son of yeah. a bitch. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I don't know if you've ever been in a position where someone asked you for a portfolio review. That is wild. <sighs> if you ever, if you've ever been in that position, because you're I like, have. what, wait? And I'm like, because at this point now, I'm like, I don't get enough work to where I feel like you should be asking me for this. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, not, not, I'm saying exactly because when someone's asked me before, I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm like, ah, uh, I mean, I'm happy to take a look at your work, but then I feel I don't know to what extent every person out there is willing to truly listen to criticism, no matter how well intended, no matter how genuine it is. And from a place of wanting to see that person improve because you see the potential there, you just yeah. don't know who's truly ready to hear that. And because of that, the couple of times I've been asked, I'm like, yeah. And it's very possible that I, you know, 
I probably don't tell them as honestly as I should where their areas need to be improved on for fear of hurting their feelings. So yeah, that it's kind of that weird spot of being asked to do a portfolio now in my career that I'm like, Oh shit. Now I'm on the other side of the table. I, I kind of see what that other artist was getting at. Cause like my flavor style choices are going to be different than somebody else's. And if the person's got the fun, the fundamentals, then you know, that is not really much more than I can offer them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've had about five experiences and most of them were at smaller shows. One, one, one of them was actually twice was at a comic shop when I was doing stuff at a comic shop. Okay. And um, it was a young kid, you know, definitely teens or whatever. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. So, you know, my, my, I'm trying to play it cool. And I'm like, but in the back of my head, I'm like, do not say anything to make this person not want to fucking draw. Like, do not say anything. That's, like, oh man. But, but also I'm like, I'm like, but also like, you know, be helpful. You know, yeah. Give the, give them something that they know that you could, you can. So in my head, I was like, "What's something I could tell them? Like, I I can notice right away and like tell them that's something that's actionable they can do right away to see like, oh, okay, and get that, yeah. that little buzz of improvement, and then say, and that this will take a little bit more time, but you got to keep working at this. And thankfully, the kid had a really smart head about storytelling already. Nice. Um, and they were already like trying to use perspective and and things like that properly. So that was really cool. And then. The funny thing was, like, a year later, they came back. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, do you remember me? I don't, you said, like, you probably don't remember me, but you looked at my, I'm like, I remember you exactly. Yeah. And they're like, you don't oh, forget okay. that shit. And then they came back and they were like five times as better as they were last. And I'm like, that's like, the person who's willing to hear where they need to improve. And I'm like, I'm like, I was, I was, I was like, whoa. And I'm like, wow, you've, you've been working hard. You've been, you've been kicking some ass here. And he's like, oh, you know, thanks, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, I'm like, listen, you're like, what, 15, 16, uh, 16 or whatever. And I'm like, like, you're, I mean, like, you're better than I was at 26 right now. So like, yeah. cool, you know, uh, keep, keep it up. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I mean, and, and honestly, that's, that's the cool thing about mm-hmm. doing like shows and having people come up to talk to you and ask, cause you get to kind of see like where the future of the industry is heading and you're yeah. like, damn kids that are 18 are out here doing this right now i mean you know i i understand sure. how you like i can i can easily say like well you know they have all these resources available to them they have all these things they can you know do like true you know, with with the the ease of digital like you can try and fail so much faster and, and make those steps faster like i've gotten better in the past three years than i've ever have at any point in my life and that's just because i think a lot of it's because i've been working digitally and I can That's try fair. and fail a lot faster. It's far you know? more forgiving. And then, you know, I, I can see what I'm doing wrong and I can, I can fix it on, on top of some other stuff I've been working on. But anyway, it's like, so I'm, I, you know, getting, getting, a, you know, the next Daniel Warren Johnson's probably going to be under 20, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think that's awesome. Like, I, I, I am all for that. Like, just, Hell yeah, it is. you know, cause then what are they going to do? Like, um what are they gonna inspire what's the generation after them gonna look like you know what i mean like it's just it's so cool to see this constant evolution like right now you can look at the state of the industry and you can tell that george jimenez and dan mora everyone's following that train right now oh god yeah and those are digital guys digital guys you know they i think i think dan does uh, i I I think dan's traditional traditional. yeah but Um, i know i know george George, is yeah well because he 
lot of textures and tones, but he does them beautifully. Yeah, like, oh my god, know, that guy! That's it's stupid. It's it's honestly not fair. Looking at his work makes me want to cry. Just looking at him is unfair. It doesn't make me want to cry. Well, I mean that that too. Honestly, <laughs> fuck. It's like all right. Like, did you did you have to have both, my friend? No. Like, I, all right. For all intents and purposes, I've I've heard he's just an absolute sweetheart on top of everything. So, like, you know, he's that he's, makes he, me very happy. Um, like, you know, he's ridiculously talented, and you know, it's just yeah, seeing seeing where this stuff is going because you know, for so long, like, it became like you know, everyone's doing Eminent, and then yup. God, I remember the Eminent phase. But once again, how can you blame anybody when it's so good? Of course, everybody wants to no. look like that. Yeah, and you know, the, the thing I struggle with is I have never had that 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 phase in my life when I was drawing where I tried to imitate somebody. Okay, and I feel like I could have benefited from that. See, maybe, but also I don't think so because as much as I love. Joe Madreria and how much he's influenced my own style. It's really cool when I hear people be like, it's got a really Joe Madreria style. I'm like, that's awesome. But it sucks to not hear that you don't have your own style. Well, no, and, I mean, I, and, and not to like complain because a comparison to Joe Mad's fucking insane. I should be like, whoa, thank you. But it's just that, you know, I do work hard and to just be for a lack of better terms, reduced to a lesser version of a more popular artist, that sucks. And if all you're ever doing is trying to ape other artists' styles, that's all that's ever going to happen. Yeah, You're only ever going to be compared. Nobody looks at Olivier Coipel's work and goes, oh, it looks like this. No, it looks like Olivier Coipel's. Yeah, yeah. No, and, you know, uh, to that extent, like, yeah, I'm not saying so much as, like, you know, staying in that. I'm just saying, like, you know, I never I never copied a person's artwork to be like, to learn the language of it. Oh, okay. You know, I see what you mean. To, 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 to get that ingrained. And I think that was probably a vital step. I was, you know, I was missing at some point. Um, at this point, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm past where that, I think that would benefit me to do some, yeah. someone else's style, but um, no. And, you know, to speak to your style, like I see Joe mad there, but like, I see, I see it as a part of the recipe. It's not like, oh, well, he's doing a version of Joe. Like, no, that's. I, yeah, I mean, I, and, and I can that's see, just like I can look at Joe Mad stuff and I can see, well, there's the manga influence there. You can yeah, see it. Yeah, there's Halabangus in there. Yeah, you you can see that in there. It's it's not you know. But you wouldn't call him just Bangus. You'd be like, oh, it's Joe Mad. But I yeah. I digress. I'm not trying to like yeah. sit and harp on that. It's actually still a really flattering yeah. thing because his work does mean the literal world to me. If I ever yeah. meet that man, I'm probably never washing my hand again. <laughs> but it's, it's I don't know. I yeah, I'm just on a tangent. I'm good. <laughs> no. It's not that deep no. and it was still a really cool compliment to hear that. Yeah, and, you know, and you know, I, there's you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to name the name, but there's one guy who was like when he first came on, he was basically doing lineal you. Okay. That was just, that's just, and I'm like, I was just like, so annoyed. Cause I'm like, you know, he's, just, he's literally just doing lineal you. I'm like, granted you can say like, Oh, well I, I can appreciate like, well, you can't just do it. You gotta like understand it and study whatever. But it was just like such, you know, I was like, oh, this guy's whatever, man. I groaned every time I saw his name <laughs> pop up. And then a few years later, like he's gone past that. Like, 
and I've I've seen his stuff now, and I'm like, I like this more than I see Lanilu's stuff now. Like, oh shit, okay. And like the, the 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 amount of like just like how he's changed up his rendering a bit and things like that. I'm like, oh shit, this dude, this dude fucks now. Like, this is ridiculous. Okay, that's what's up. And that's you know, th- seeing seeing a guy like that, or like you know, I will say this just because it's you know, like when Nick Bradshaw first burst onto the scene, like I was like Art Adams, yeah, I'm like. I'm yeah, like, and at, at least with that one, that was a little bit later. And I'm in my in my head. I'm like, yeah, he draws like Art Adams, but like he's also like, got his own flair to it completely. Who, who but also like that's not easy. No, <laughs> really oh my hard. god, do you see even, the level of detail that it's in every fucking one of his drawings? It makes me yeah. want to cry. And he's definitely got like, and again, he's he's definitely got his own spin on it. You, I can, you know, I can tell the differences. Like his his lines have a more have have this like extra softness to them in my eyes mm-hmm. than yep. than art adams does and you know and just in a certain way he renders eyes and things like that it, it's different um, yeah and even the way that they cross hatch to like show rendering and grayscales a little yeah, bit different yeah yeah exactly exactly but it's just like but you know the, the dna is there for sure but it's like you know it's like well, you know, and he's definitely in it as time has grown on, and they've definitely he's definitely grown into more of you know his his unique things have become more his things and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, okay, um, I forget the point I was gonna make with all this, but like, you know, just <laughs> okay. but yeah, just see, you know, just I'm not I'm not saying that um having that heavy of an influence in your own style is bad. Not at all. That's how we yeah. learn. You know, no, that's, and, and that's very, and that's very fair. And it is true. You know, I, I'm just saying like, for, for me personally, I was just like, oh, I kind of missed that step of things. And so I try to like, but I think the point I guess I'm trying to get to is like when doing some portfolio reviews here and there and seeing, you know, my own personal growth things. And like, I understand now where it's like, it's, it's a necessary part of how we grow and how we do things. We all copy things. Yeah. You know? It's just human nature back when, yeah back like what when you I see learned, and you yeah. want to learn how to do it back when i was learning how to play bass i tried to play like jason newstead like that's that's what you did you know mm-hmm. i played with a pick i hit it as hard as i fucking could because that's how he played yeah. and then i realized like i'm gonna damage my forearm muscles if i keep gripping the pick this tight <laughs> and playing the way this guy does because apparently that's what he's done too uh so i'm gonna change it up but you know right I, I i definitely learned enough um, yeah. so yeah, this is kind of how that goes. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I fully expect, um, when you start table, if you start tabling again at shows, you're definitely gonna get some people hitting you up because your style has definitely matured a lot in the past few years. And it was already like killer to begin with, but like, <laughs> well, thank you. You know, uh, you, uh, you're getting close to the me just, you know, cursing your name before I re- I hit like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they're like fucking nah. <laughs> um, and 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 I I curse I curse with love. Um, but like it's this, yeah. I mean, you've you've definitely, um, uh, just yeah. I, I guess mature mature is just the word that keeps coming in my head. It's, it's it's the things you do have just been more refined, and, and as things go on, has there been has there been any like. L- newer artists that have been kind of influencing you lately at all or is it still mm. or because that's that, that's something i think a lot of people don't mention too much is like we all know who we grew up with and who we love yeah but like that's who's fair. new that's like got you like kind of juiced up on stuff Ooh. oh 
Fuck, I was not prepared for this question. Thank you for the doozy, my dude. Um, <laughs> hold on. I'm trying to... There it is. I'm like, let me look through my stack of comics so I can see who it is that I've really been keeping lately whose work's just been blowing me out of the water. We well, mentioned <sighs> uh, the Rogan Gambit guy. Oh, was it Carlos Gomez, you said? Gomez? Yeah. I'm I mean, thoroughly, thoroughly in love with that just the level of boldness and the shape language that he's willing to use is a lot of fun but i think more than more than so much artists i've really been studying a lot of colorists lately because i'm trying to Mm -hmm. do better at coloring it's something that i've always had a lot of fun with but being red green colorblind it's something that i really struggle with so anytime i color a piece i'm always like showing jen i'm like hey is this red or is this green and i mean there's there's sliders and stuff on you know all the different apps that we use but once i put it down on the page sometimes it still gets jumbled and i'm like uh so i've been studying a lot of colorists lately and this i think the problem with me is that there's so many artists that i'm always studying and like i'm constantly well not constantly that's a poor word because i'm not but Anytime that I'm on like Instagram or Twitter and I'm scrolling through my feed, it's usually just a shit ton of artists, whether mm-hmm. it's colorists, inkers, pencilers. It's just always a cacophony of art in my face. And I think Instagram's just random algorithm has been inspiring me a lot with some okay. of the different artists that it's been throwing in my way. It's like showing different textures and colors. And I think more so than any specific artist, the concept of finished over perfect is what's really been helping push me lately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's a big one for me because for a long yeah. time, and I still struggle with this, I won't post artwork unless it is done to what I consider to be my own standards. And my own standards look like the Castlevania piece 24-7. That's not <laughs> fucking possible. That, that's a hefty piece, for sure. That's a hefty that, piece. That, that, it, t- a- it, it, it took me 15 hours to draw that piece. I can't do that every single day on top of a full-time day job. So I have to accept that either I'm going to never fucking hit deadlines and truly be Joe Mad Jr. Or I'm going to have to adapt my style and start sacrificing what I consider to be my, you know, best for done. Yeah. And sometimes as a comic artist, it's a hard thing to wrestle with because you want to put out your best work on every single page, but it's not feasible. Mm -hmm. It's just not. And if a publisher wants that, they need to either pay you enough to where you can quit your full-time day job to do that for them, or Mm -hmm. you just got to buckle down and lose some sleep. Well, there's that, there's that joke with, you know, the the slider, like good, fast, cheap. Like you do not get all three. You get two. You get two. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Yeah. And and that's, this is the way it is. Um, But no, that, that, that's, yeah, that's definitely something that I don't necessarily struggle with because for the longest time i would i have to like stop myself from posting art online just because i find that the minute i post it is when i see everything i could needed to fix okay. right away um so now i just have a select group of uh, a couple uh buddies who i'm like you know i'll send something to them and you know the, they they know to ask either like um, do you want my response or do you want notes? <laughs> and I'll say, I'll say, I'm not feeling great today. Give me a, just give me a response. Like, looks great. 
Awesome. Yeah. All right. And then it's like, give me notes. Like, okay, maybe try this. Maybe try this. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, I, I do a lot of my learning on the page, you know, with art and stuff like that. So it's usually yeah. out there anyway. You know, I don't do a lot of sketchbook stuff. I just, I just never, I have to make it the thing, you know, that's Not what really yet. drives me. So, um, but no, um, you know, it, 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 it the struggle is real. You know, you want everything to match that one piece you did, you know? Yeah. And it's that just one, not feasible. Yeah. And then, but you know, before you know it, like the, the next piece you're going to be comparing yourself to, you know, it'll probably be something maybe you, you didn't spend that much time on and exactly. it just kind of flowed out. And you're like, that's actually where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. Cause I had, then, I just colored a robe print for C2E2 and I was like, holy shit, that turned out really good. Nice. It didn't take a fraction of the time that the fucking Castlevania piece did. What am I doing with my life? And then you're going to spend the rest of the time chasing that high. Like, why can't I get this done as fast as I did the Rogue Print? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's going to be a constant circle of fucking strife. Oh, uh, this is the life we chose, Kyler. <laughs> is it? Or did the life choose us? Because honestly, go. I've been having a lot of like, I'm about to get deep here, but I've been going through a lot of shit lately mentally where I'm like, is art truly like what I'm meant to do the rest of my life? 100% it is. But is it what I'm able to do the rest of my life probably not it's not paying the bills it's taken too much out of me mentally like at what point do i go hey it's time to find a way to wrestle with this in a very healthy way because the obsession that i've had over my art for probably the past 20 years has been so horribly unhealthy Mm -hmm. to the point that it's probably damaged relationships i know my wife has been the most patient person in the world while i just sit hunched over a desk for 10 years it's you know it's one of those yeah. things where you just start wrestling with it and you're like, fuck, this life chose me, but man, this might not be for me. Not that I'm I mean, quitting or anything. I'm not saying that. No, I'm no. still working. I'm still doing shit, still developing projects, but I'm definitely slowing my pace down. You know, it, it's definitely my perspective. It's definitely, you know, and I'm saying this as someone who's got an entirely different trajectory than you did do whatever. Um, <laughs> you're good. Uh, entirely different, you know, and and all that but you know the the that question is the same like am i supposed to do this and if anything the past few months have told me is like well i feel best when i'm doing this but i don't really care currently for how much time it takes out of my life 100 percent i say that because you know I am doing mornings and nights working and I'm sacrificing my wife being ever patient and loving as she is, has, you know, instead of me spending time with her in the evening, I'm in here drawing or doing whatever or podcasting or whatever. And, you know, it's considered temporary because once my, you know, in about a year and a half or so, when my three-year-old actually goes into full-time kindergarten, I'll have like six hours in my day to be considered a work day for, for art. And then That'd everything be else, awesome. you know, it will be, you know, the, the two hours I get now are fucking awesome. So, Hell you yeah. know, but it's, it, but it's like, you know, but I've also came to peace a long time ago with like, you know, I'm always going to make comics. I'm always going to make art. It may not mm-hmm. be what I do for a living. It may not be how I make my money. I'm still going to yep. do it. I, I can't not do it. That's where and, I'm at now. I, and right now I'm just in the only position in my life to where I can try to start to make that a thing and if i can do that with my own stories and my own stuff then hell yeah that's that's 
that's the shot I want to take. I want to bet on me and my stories and the stories I'm making with my friends to make this the financially viable thing to do for my career. If it doesn't work out, that's fine, but I did it the way I wanted to do it. If I had a beer and you had a beer, I'd be toasting you right now. And that works for me. And that's just considering the, the, the time I have. Like, I don't, you know, if I was 20 years old, I'd probably be having a different conversation. <laughs> but I'm, yeah. I'm not. Uh, and I had to look, look at what's important to me. And Perspective is a hell of a thing. It is. And, you know, as much as my absolute best fucking day drawing is amazing. Top tier feelings. Wouldn't, doesn't hold a candle to, 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 you know, a decent moment with my kids. Yeah. Just it's just what it is, and that's maybe the sappy dad of me talking. That's just no, probably just dude. my you know. Be the sappy that, fucking dad, bro. Well, it's okay. I, Love that, your children. That that's what it is, you know. And you know, it's it, it it's just that that's that's the drive. So you know, um, yeah, that's just where I'm at. Um, so that's just my perspective. Uh, and now uh, I think we have to wrap up our call. Yeah, <laughs> it's been an absolute blast chatting with you. Getting quite late, I think both of us need to to go to bed by time. And you have work. <laughs> I have hopefully a workout, and then um, we can uh, drearily uh, talk about how much fun we had tomorrow on Twitter when I post the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, and okay, uh, with any luck, I'll have this Rogan Gambit piece posted too that I've been slowly dropping hints about throughout the podcast. Awesome, awesome. Kyler, it's been an absolute blast. Can let everybody know right now where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram. Uh username Kyler Claudfelter on both. Um I am not as active as I once was, but I am definitely still on there. Uh I think I just made my Twitter private today. Um just due to certain things, but if you hit a Try to like follow me and I will accept happily. Um, Instagram is still wide open. That's not locked. But no, that's where I'm at right now. And again, I cannot thank you enough for having me on, Don. This has been been a a fucking ball. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And we'll definitely be doing this again. Hell yeah. All right, sir. Have a good night or morning, buddy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's one. I got to be up at four. This is going to be fun. All right. Uh, Good luck. (laughs) <laughs> All right. See you, buddy. All right.